All right. All right, all right, all right. The salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And this is show number 1204, season 12, episode 4. And I have titled this episode, Cultural Transformation, Hackable Humans, and Trucking the Tide. You know, what's crazy is we're going to war with like Russia or Russia is invading. COVID, COVID, you know, it's like as the truckers are arriving, Justin Trudeau went into hiding. And it's as the truth of COVID got revealed, we went to war with Russia. And so it's just so crazy what's happening. So week after week, we're just trying to bring you a sense of, uh, I don't know, camaraderie, communication. Saying, hey, you know, uh, (laughs) I see it too. I see it too. I feel like I'm losing my mind. Sometimes I feel like, you know, things are upside down. I don't know if we'll ever make a difference, if anything's going to change. The walls are closing in. I see it too. But what do we have this week? February 22nd, 2022. We either we're, we're we're in a time of rebirth, but with that comes pain. We're in a time of change, but with that comes adversity. We would not be anywhere where we need to be if we didn't have the proper incentive to do so. Diamond makes pressure, or pressures make diamonds, <laughs> and we've had it so good for so long that hey, we didn't pay attention. We didn't care. You see. Get my orange juice while we have this chat. I didn't take my my medicine this morning. You know, the reason the reason why I'm coming in here, you know, talking to you guys about what seems like fairly silly things is we've got to understand the time frame we're in. We're going to war in more ways than one. We have simultaneous issues taking place. We have civil unrest, economic inflation, you know, foreign turmoil. Like things are crazy. Things are crazy right now. And sometimes whenever I make these statements, I want to look you dead in the eye and tell you, hey, I'm going through it too. I'm trying to figure out how to navigate it. I have no idea. But I tell you what, every single week is another chance. Every single day is a gift. Every single second is a blessing. And yeah, we can look at this stuff. Yeah, it can afflict us. Yeah, it can hurt us. Yeah, we can sometimes spiral. Yeah, we can go down the wrong path. Or we can use that level of fear for what it's designed to do and to make us better. We've had it for so good for so long that we we, we, we weren't in the position of disadvantage. We were never exposed to adversity. And I mean, you know, little hurdles here and there, but we've never had to really effectively utilize our time, our, our mind, find a purpose, get aligned, and, 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 and try to move forward. For many years, we've had a, 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 a semblance of living. They gave us the American dream. Get a car, get a house, get a wife. That's it. Get a good job. That's it. That's all you need to do. Don't pay attention. The controllers have your best interest at heart. For years, people were underneath that spell. And that spell is broken. 
and we're not going to go back to that new normal or back to that that normal. I think I was talking about this either with uh, Simi, and I know I was for sure talking about this with Jensen. We have to make the new normal. I think that's what I was talking about towards the end of last week's episode as well. The necessity for creating the new normal. Why we have to detach, why we have to divest, why we have to uh, boycott. And again, think about it. I talked about it earlier this uh, season on the show with uh, El, El Paricio Verde, the green paradise. These uh, Swedish and Dutch people moving to uh, Paraguay to break away from all this. It's already happening. It's the Zabellion, but they are much more committed than many of us. You understand? So things are happening. The world we grew up in is not going to be there. They, they, they held that hostage for two years saying, oh, you want to go back to normal? Oh, you want to go back to normal? Huh? Take this shot. Let us inject you with poison and we'll let you go back to normal. How well did that work out for folks? So what level of uncomfortability do you want to be at? You want to be at the level of uh, El Percio Verde, the green paradise? Or you want to be at the comfortable level of uh, being given health care by death scientists and eugenicists? So uh, I hate to come in here, you know, giving you a heavy dose of reality, but you're not here for uh, sugar-coated nonsense. You're here for the truth. And so with that being said, salutations, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for tuning into this edition of Factions of Freedom. Now, before we get into the honorable mentions, because we've got to blaze past that, like we've got to we've got to blaze past that so we can get into what's going on with Russia and Ukraine, because, again, that's not in the show. That's just what's going on in the backdrop, the same way that people are dying from the covid shot and, you know, everything else. You know, here's war with Russia. So we're trying to figure out what we can do. But uh, before we do, before we get into that, if you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by going to coffee.com forward slash noise era. Coffee.com forward slash noise era is the best way that you can support us. And believe it or not, this isn't coffee, what I'm sipping. It's orange juice. Good stuff. Love me some orange juice. But coffee.com is the way to support us. We also have cryptocurrency options. I'll be sure to put that in the link in the description bar below in the episode article. Make sure you get after it. I'm doing video and I don't have my my my, my New Leaf Naturals CBD oil. I could bring it in here. But uh, New Leaf Naturals is another way to support us. I would highly recommend them in these crazy and chaotic times. I would not put it past these boys to eventually get into drone delivery with some of their stuff. Uh, and the reason I say that is because here in New Mexico, I've been talking with some people uh, who are getting into recreational cannabis. And that's one of the things they're doing. But New Leaf Naturals is another way to support us. My Patriot Supply is another way to support us. Get yourself storable goods while you can. And I say while you can, uh, because the American people's convoy uh, has departed uh, this week. And so get yourself storable goods while you can. They're trying to shut everything down. My Patriot Supply is the best way to do that. I'll put those links in the description bar below as well. Let's go ahead and start getting into the honorable mentions. Then we'll do the <laughs> the radar read. There's so much information, guys, that goes into every single one of these transmissions that uh, if you're not if you're not woke to what's going on, if you're not hip to what's going on, by the time you end the show, I'm not doing my job. 
Check this out. Elite capture. Term Peter Schweitzer uses to describe China's tool used to entice a country's elite with money and more. So they're just talking about, uh, you know, Joe Biden. Uh, they're talking about Eric Swalwell. They're talking about Nancy Pelosi. Uh, they're talking about just this classic tactic that's used in any type of situation uh, where we're capturing your elite. We're enticing them. We're flipping them. <laughs> we're flipping them. We're turning them into useful idiots for our disposal. Do I need to read on? Do I really need to? Or do you need to understand that there are that there is infiltration here in our nation? What is the what is the Confucius Institute? A couple years ago, we talked about the Confucius Institute and how there were these uh, departments within ac uh, academia, colleges, and things like this uh, that were basically teaching communist Chinese ideologies in the university. You know, and then we just talked about this just the other week about how BLM has strange and tenuous ties to the Communist Party. And again, let's not talk about Beijing Biden. So you get what it is. That's why it's an honorable mention. Moving on. New twist in the pandemic's impact on schools. Substitute teachers in camouflage. Say what? This comes from D-N-Y-U-Z. It's basically talking about what we've been monitoring out here. Due to the teacher shortages, they're rolling out the National Guard. Just that appeal to authoritarianism. Just that appeal to authority. That's all. That's all. It says the chorus of small voices ringing from a third grade classroom on a recent morning signaled how far Estancia Elementary School had come in resuming a sense of normalcy after the latest coronavirus surge. Students in the small, remote community of Estancia, New Mexico, were enthusiastically engaged in a vocabulary lesson, enunciating words with a bossy R, as well as, a, as, well as homophones and homo homonyms, and spelling them on whiteboards. But there was also a sign of how far the district, about an hour outside of Albuquerque, still had to go. The teacher moving about the classroom and calling on the students to use the words in a sentence was clad in camouflage. Quote, my substitute is wearing gear. One student responded, <laughs> quote, yes, Lieutenant Colonel Susan Corona replied, beaming, <laughs> the superintendent allows me to wear my uniform. I'm wearing a pair of boots. You get it? <laughs> it's cute. It's fun. We're just rolling out the National Guard to teach your children. Got to get those numbers up. Got to pump, pump, pump up those numbers. Right. We'll be talking more about that later on in the show. Moving on, uh, Biden quietly extends the federal national emergency declaration related to COVID beyond the termination date of March 1st. So they were going to shut down the emergency declaration on the 1st, but he's like, eh, I don't think we should do that because you know how tyrants are. They don't relinquish power and they don't hold their word. That's all this is. Yeah. It says that Biden quietly sent a letter to corrupt Speaker Nancy Pelosi and the U.S. House and the Senate stating that he is extending the national emergency related to the COVID beyond the current termination date of March 1st with no end date provided. The man-made man crisis continues. Of course. But hey. Impeach 45, am I right? <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, 
Putin orders military to Ukrainian breakaway regions for peacekeeping functions. Western leaders fear that Putin's orders may lead to a larger global war. Russian leader Vladimir Putin on Monday ordered his military to the Ukrainian breakaway regions of Donetsk and Lugansk for, quote, peacekeeping operations. Hmm. It was said that the people of Ukraine, like, it's crazy uh, how fast this erupted. And I was talking about this with Sammy, one of our exclusive members before the show, how uh, this is not good, how fast this has erupted and what this means too, and how Putin doesn't respect Biden. He's also saying you shouldn't respect him either. Moving on, a majority of Canadian parliament sides with Trudeau's tyranny. They have voted to uphold the unprecedented Emergencies Act after protesters have been beaten and shackled. I think this actually might be a defunct. We'll be covering this in the last segment of the show. Trudeau has revoked the Emergencies Act, but it's just crazy how fast this is all moving. The fact that, uh, again, Trudeau's a tyrant. His numbers have, have, have plummeted. The people are not with him. And I think that's, again, what we'll cover in the later segment of the show. Uh, moving forward. Feds seize families' assets without issuing a single charge, all due to Amazon's claims against the dad. So could you imagine Amazon calling up the feds and seizing your account all because you just, you know, didn't return that pair of socks that came back or whatever? <laughs> like, how crazy is that? The companies, they can't like, that, 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 that a company has the power to shut down your assets, like everything, not just your account. I get when that happens, right? That does take place. But your your you, all of your assets. Let's read a little bit. It's from Grant Atkinson of the Western Journal. They put this up February 21st. It says the life-changing experience of one Seattle, Washington family is shining a light on practice being abused by federal officials. According to Reason, Carl Nelson was working as a real estate transaction manager for Amazon. He lived with his wife, Amy Sterner Nelson, and their four daughters in a home in West Seattle. Yet the family's life was turned upside down when the FBI suddenly seized their nearly $1 million from them over an unproven allegation. In April of 2020, federal agents arrived at Nelson's house to inform them that Amazon had accused Carl Nelson of not providing, quote, honest services, Reason reported. Specifically, Amazon alleged that Nelson provided extra benefits or deals for certain companies that in turn provided him illegal kickbacks. Nelson has continually denied the allegations. So just more money talk. Give me my money. These are illegal practices. Amazon wants their cut. And their feds want their cut from Amazon too. What are you doing over here? What are you doing, Carl? But again, cash to society, technocracy, the corporatocracy, all this and more. Amazon has the ability to seize and shut down your accounts. Uh, Parents, moving forward, uh, parents outraged after eighth graders asked to list sex acts they'd be comfortable engaging with or engaging in. And this is something we should have caught just the other week. News Punch did a fantastic, just straight to the point type article where they basically just called it what it is. It's It's Pizzagate. 
It's teaching children to communicate sexual acts with things like pizza, hot dogs. You know, it's like when you look into the the, the documents of like Obama and Hillary and all the Pizzagate pedigree stuff, Obama likes hot dogs. And he also likes walnut sauce. It's like, why would you talk about taking a hot? Why would you talk about sitting in a hot tub with hot dogs? You know, and overdosing basically on walnut sauce. It's disgusting. It actually is very disgusting. But parents are outraged after eighth graders are asked to list the sex acts that they'd be comfortable engaging in. Again, think about this. They're not teaching the kids, hey, build a nuclear reactor from scratch, kid. They're not teaching these kids, hey, uh, create robots. They're not teaching these kids, hey, kid, uh, you know, uh, augment the DNA of humans to make us that much stronger. They're teaching these kids degeneracy and decadence. They're not teaching these kids to become like painters or engineers or scientists or mathematicians or heck, even come up with your own your own your own new skill. They're not teaching them this. They're teaching them perversion and decadence. You understand how hard it is to focus whenever you, you your mind is aimed towards those type of activities. And I remember, and I'll say this so I can move on. I remember uh, Shane of Connecting Consciousness. He did a great breakdown in a series of talking about like about about this type of stuff and how it basically lowers your IQ. They're teaching them again, decadence, perversion, and degeneracy. Moving forward, in a world first, researchers have recorded the brainwaves of a dying patient. Now, this is interesting. This is interesting. This comes from Amiya Palea from Interesting Engineering. They put this up on the 22nd of February. And I think that's interesting. They 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 recorded the brain waves on 22222. Does the brain replay our best memories? Our brains are pretty active and coordinated even as the body meets its demise. Researchers captured brain waves during an individual's death and found semblance to high cognition activities such as dreaming or meditating. A recently published study has shown even as humanity strives to learn more about the death of the stars, there's a lot we do not know about our own deaths. Technology might have helped us live beyond our death somehow, but we do not know for sure what comes to pass as one dies. Now, a chance observation has given us our first glimpse of what happens in our brains as we die. An 87-year-old man was admitted to an emergency unit in Estonia after a fall. The patient was operated upon but faced as many as 12 epileptic attacks post-surgery. As part of monitoring the individual, doctors used continuous electroencephalography, EEG, that provided a means to detect the seizures. Unfortunately, the patient suffered a heart attack during this time and passed away. However, the continuous EEG monitor provided the first ever recording of human brain activity during death. Brain activity is measured in oscillations seen in the EEG, and scientists have previously identified different types of these oscillations, such as alpha, beta, delta, theta, and gamma, to name a few. The gamma oscillations have been associated with higher cognition tasks, such as concentrating, dreaming, meditation, memory retrieval, information processing, and conscious perception. In the case of the 87-year-old man, the researchers saw the brain waves of all the different types of but the gamma waves were more dominant among them. 
The study researchers speculate that these waves are possibly associated with a memory or flashback during these last moments of life. Interesting. Now, I know this isn't the first time they've done it. This is the first time they're admitting to capturing the brain waves of a dying patient. And the reason I say this is because I know for sure they're doing this. I've talked about a show called uh, Black Mirror, where they have this episode called San Junipero. And basically what San Junipero is, is what they will hook us up to in the future. Like if we have end of life care, you know, like hospice, like you're, it's terminal. You're going to die. You didn't get the life extension treatment. You're not regenerating. What are they going to do with you? They're going to hook you up to San Junipero. They're going to give you end of life care. They're going to hook you up to some cloud-like existence where you live out your life in your perfect world or whatever in the meta, in their metaverse until your dying days. What is Elon Musk doing? So they they already have this 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 brainwave technology or the brainwave reading of dying people, but they're just gradually rolling it out. But I think that's truly fascinating that we are entering uh, into this realm. Moving on, so I say we have a couple of honorable mentions we really had to get through. Uh, state creates ten thousand dollar scholarship for climate change activism. The administration ignores a question about the conservative group participation. Uh, Russia vows to resist U.S. sanctions. Putin warns that, quote, America's citizens will feel the consequences of rising gas costs and cyber attacks could be coming. And this is the main reason why I put it up there, because of the cyber attacks that could be coming. Again, Davos, Switzerland. Or was it Geneva's? I think it was Geneva, Switzerland during the COP26 summit. Remember, we reported on it. Uh, Joe Biden gave Vladimir Putin a list of 16 pieces of U.S. critical infrastructure. And when we reported on it, he, he, he pointed that out to them. It's like, giving, it's like giving somebody else my show notes and saying, hey, don't tell the people about what I'm going to talk about. He, he, he did that. So the cyber attacks that are coming are pre-planned. And the reason I say this Getting you used to cyber terrorism, cyber attacks, cyber polygon, and more is because that's where they're going to move next. Literally, just last week, we had that uh, that, that that psychotic guy. I might go ahead and just play that clip for you. That might be a way for us to switch a couple gears. I say he's a psychotic guy, but apparently, he is the high one of the founders of Anonymous, which is a pretty big. Uh, Pretty big and bold claim to make. But we played that uh, cyber terrorist boasting about hacking the Freedom Convoy and telling telling people that he did it and the FBI is not investigating him. So while we have, uh, we literally have Vladimir Putin threatening cyber attacks, they're getting the public ready for cyber attacks and cyber terrorism and cyber, cyber criminal behavior. Uh, with 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 this with this hacker, and so let's see if we can get that clip up, and then we will get into we will get into the show, or we'll get into the the radar read. A lot of information goes into a lot of information and preparation goes into the show. 
a lot of things take place in a single week. So we got the clip. Let's go ahead and see if we can pull it up for you guys. And then we will move forward from there. And again, think about the think about the balls in the sky to get up over here on TikTok, no less, and brag about shutting down this peaceful movement or this movement that's trying to bring awareness to how we're all being subjected to tyranny. And this guy has a history too of working with the feds. Like it's so, it's so, it is so sketchy the more you look into uh, this guy's past and more. But again, it's not even about this guy. It's about the coming cyber attacks, cyber polygon, shutting down the power grid and the great reset. This guy's moving like a snake. It's all weird too. It's a whole deal. Some people think he's a transgender, but that's that's beside the point. It's it's the fact that he has the the ability uh, to go out there and shut down something of this magnitude, and then not not have any repercussions. Nothing scares me. Nothing. Yes, I doxed the truckers. I did it. It was me. I had to give send go, baby. And I do it again. I do it a hundred times. I did it. I did it. Come at me. What are you going to do? What are you going to do to me? Huh? He's, he's literally wiggling like a snake. I hacked Epic Hosting! I hacked Parler! I hacked Gab! I hacked Truth Social! I hacked Go! Gibson, go! I don't care! Okay, so we're going to go ahead and get him out of there. I think you guys get the point. Yeah, but yeah, cyber attacks are coming. That's what they're trying to let you know. Be on the lookout. That, what do you mean, be on the lookout? It's a cyber attack. You think anybody's not going to notice that? Come on. Uh, Freedom GoFundMe organizer denied bail due to substantial likelihood to reoffend. Could face lengthy, lengthy prison term. And they're talking about uh, Tamara, Tamara Lich, 47-year-old mother. I think that was a lady that we played just the last week that said, hey, when you start touching these kids, you're going to have a real problem on your hands and we'll be playing the clip of her arrest uh, later on in the show. But again, that's how fast everything is moving. And that was the honorable mentions. So part of me wants to take a quick break, a little two minute break. That way we can switch gears and get into the radar read. But it's like, wow, we've, we, we've already used so much time. What I'm going to do for the radar read, instead of just like picking apart different articles and things like that, uh, what I'm going to do instead since we've already used this time is go through and look at just the overwhelming amounts of information detailing step-by-step step, like the war that's, that's broke broken out. Like I could scroll back at least an hour into the news feeds and it's like reading, it's like reading a book almost. It's like reading a war report. So that's what we're going to do for the radar read. We're going to treat it like an actual radar read. Uh, so Fasten your seats, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be looking for all this Russian invasion news. Uh, 
right here, activist post. Russian cyber attack could trigger could could trigger Article Five NATO response, says U.S. Senator. Raw story: Lithuania and Moldova declare a state of emergency as Russia attacks Ukraine. Signs of the time: Russian military operations in Ukraine. First l- Russian losses reported. Uh, Drudge report: Putin wants to rebuild Christendom. Another one from Drudge Report. Troops raise Russian flag in Ukraine. Uh, Zero Hedge. Chaos hits Kiev as people flee city following Russian bombardment. Uh, Another one from Raw Story. Watch. Moscow police snatch people chanting no to war as protests break out across Russia. Let's pause right there. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you, these are all different articles that we could spend forever talking about, but that's how fast things are moving. Police are literally snatching people off the middle of the streets who don't want war. What is this about? You see how we're, you see how people are being literally, we're being dragged into war. How wild is this? Let's, let's get back into the radar read. Putin nuke warning. Who knows? Zero hedge. Russia offers record discount for its oil as buyers pause. Struggle to finance. Moving forward. Uh, While you're being distracted, the U.S. government is importing 16,000 Afghans into your backyard. It's not Russia and Ukraine related. But listen to this. This one is battle underway for air base on Kiev outskirts. Ukraine fights back. It's, it's, it's crazy. So we're just scrolling back, looking at, 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 at things unfold. This was, this is happening an hour ago. Uh, calls on citizens to fight promises weapons. Interesting. It says Russia claims destruction of 74 Ukrainian military fa- uh, facilities as land assaults begin. Citizens flee in fear and take shelter in subway stations. So I think, the craziest thing is, is this could happen here in America overnight. And I'm not trying to scare anybody, but I'm trying to show you like how fast war breaks out, how there's, and it talks about this in the Bible, how there's rumors of wars, there's wars and rumors of wars. Do you see how fast this just broke out? And as your, as your weekly host for several years, I don't know how to talk to you about this and how dangerous this is too. Let's read about this. This comes from Phil Shiver of The Blaze. They put this up February 24th says that Russia's defense ministry, ministry claimed early Thursday that Russian military had already destroyed 74 Ukrainian military facilities, including 11 air bases, only hours into the launch of its full-scale invasion of the neighboring country. What are the details? As of Thursday morning, Ukraine reported at least 40 soldiers and up to 10 civilians had been killed in the shocking military advance, though those numbers are expected to rise in the coming hours and days. Only hours before... Russian President Vladimir Putin cast aside global condemnation and threats of harsh economic sanctioning when he announced, quote, a special military operation had begun in southeastern Ukraine. The West called the maneuver what it actually was, a declaration of war. Under the cover of darkness, the Russian military launched airstrikes on cities across Ukraine from the Donbass region, where Putin falsely claims he is acting in defense of Russian separatists to Kharkiv in the northeast, just 30 minutes from the Russian border to Ukraine's capital, Kiev. 
incredible. Many are fleeing to Poland. Chinese jets approach Taiwan as Beijing blasts U.S. for, quote, fueling, fi fueling fires and lead up to the Ukrainian invasion. Putin reportedly taped the declaration of, of war on Ukraine days before the live. Incredible. Troops storm Chernobyl. It's so wild, man. It, this is so wild. So you've got you've got you've you've got Taiwan being threatened by China. You've got Ukraine being invaded by Russia. <laughs> Incredible. Let me see. You know, and 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 let me let me let me pull off of this because there was an article that we put out on our Telegram feed that was written by uh, the great Michael Snyder. And in that article, he talks about, hey, before we go to war, let's look at the state of our American military. And you know the way that it's written. And you know, the, you, you, you know what he's already going to say. We are not ready. We are we we should not be meddling in the affairs of an of another foreign country. We shouldn't do any of this. Uh, we shouldn't be thinking about these things as we literally have like we're worried about Russia and the Ukrainian border when we're not even closing our own border. So I'm going to read this quick article, then we're going to take a quick break because I think this is the best way for us to start getting into. Or we'll take a quick break after that. Like we'll read this, then we'll take we'll we'll get into the first segment. But uh, before we go to war, let's take a look at the current state of the U.S. military. By Michael Snyder, but the most important news. They put this up February twenty third. Says as we are going to war with Russia, perhaps we should determine if our actual if our military is actually prepared to fight such a war first. Unfortunately, as I will detail below, the answer is very clear. At one time, the U.S. possessed the greatest fighting machine ever assembled. But decades of neglect, incompetence, and cultural deterioration have taken a devastating toll. Just look at what happened in Afghanistan. After nearly two decades of fighting, we couldn't even defeat a ragged bunch of drug dealers and goat herders known as the Taliban. In fact, the Taliban appears to be even stronger today than when we first invaded. And now we think that we can take on the Russian military? Sadly, the truth is that we aren't ready for any sort of major conflict at this stage. Earlier this week, I came across an article that explained about how seven out of every 10 Air Force planes is even capable of flying right now. It says that the latest numbers show that the Air Force has made no progress in improving the readiness of its planes with a rate of 71.5% or seven out of 10 planes in 2021. United States Air Force is supposed to have mission capable rates of 75 to 80%, but only, but about the only aircraft that meets that criteria are the unmanned drones. The high ratings of the drones disguise the fact that the actual numbers, when broken down by aircraft, are worse. The F-35As, the fifth-generation fighters that would be crucial in countering any sizable aerial engagement with Communist China, dropped catastrophically from 76% to 68.8%. We are supposed to be the most technologically advanced military on the planet. That is terrible. And when the U.S. Army were asked if those if their units were ready to fight, 
the survey was depressingly low. It says that in a survey of more than 5,500 soldiers and civilians of different ranks conducted by the U.S. Army in July and August of 2020, 14% of respondents said their unit would be ready to deploy, fight, and win anywhere in the world immediately. Some 13% of those surveys said they would need more time, while 3% said they would be ready to go in a week, and 4% said in a month. A month. So, hey, heads up, boys. Uh, we're going to Russia, so maybe or we're, we're, we're fighting Russians. Here's a month's advance. Let's see where we're at, where we're at in a month from now. We haven't even gotten to the COVID to the COVID part of this article, which I hope Michael uh, used the COVID part of this article, where we talk about the the increase in cancers or neurological diseases. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, what was the other one? Cancers, neurological diseases, neuro- neurodegenerative diseases. Ah, well, there was a, there was another one as well, but you get my point. Heart attacks, of course, myocarditis. There you go. Let me move on. It says, how can things possibly be this bad? Our military has one job. They're supposed to be ready to fight when we call on them. So precisely, how are they spending their time if they have not been using it to do that job? The U.S. Navy is not in great shape either. Right now, our Navy consists of only 296 vessels. 296 ships may sound like a lot for a superpower like the United States. It's actually a pathetically low number. In fact, the number of ships in our fleet have almost been cut in half since Ronald Reagan's second term. Think about that. Since Ronald Reagan, it's been cut in half. What are what are we doing? <laughs> We're not just, and we want to try to play world police. And I'll be talking about where all this goes next and what we're exporting and how they're spending millions of man hours in the military to teach them about woke training. And don't even get me started about the purges in the military. So people are, are, our boys aren't ready. They're not, they're not patriotic. They've been demoralized. They've weakened us. All right. That's basically what I'm talking about. It says we're getting back into it. It says about at this point, over 70 percent of young Americans are automatically disqualified for the military service for one reason or another. More than 70 percent of young Americans remain unable to join the military due to obesity, education problems, crime and drug records. Turning that around should be an issue of national importance, said Rear Admiral Dennis Velez, the head of the Navy Recruiting Command. Quote, it is something that, as a nation, we should continue to work through to make sure our children are healthier, he said. It's like we're, 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 we're perverts and degenerates. Junkies. And so it's, 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 it's not a good picture. You guys know where this goes. I could read a little bit more. Oh, look at this. Wow. It even has the, the diversity video with Emma. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think that might be the best way for us to <laughs> to end on. I think that might be one of the better notes for us to end on. So let's play this clip of one of the diversity videos that they put out, like a, like a recruiting video for our military. And I remember covering this. While Russian troops were literally training in the, in the dead of winter, jumping out of planes, using long-range rifles, in the snow, being being conditioned by extreme weather, our military thought it was a wonderful idea to put out these diversity hire videos. And this one that we're about to watch 
is of Emma and her two moms and how that was the most, that was, you know, the strongest thing she'd ever gone through is seeing two women get married and, you know, how they inspired her to, to, to join the army. And I kid you not, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be facetious or a jerk, but it was a literal comparison. We played it on a previous show where they showed Russians playing soccer giving up their civilian life to go serve their country, jumping out of airplanes, shooting rifles in the middle of the, of, of the, of the winter. And then over here, they had Americans climbing like a wall, being proud of, of a diversity hire. So let's play this, and then we'll, we'll, we'll take a quick break and get into the first segment. But uh, here is an actual video from our United States Army recruiting people. Emma, the calling. This is the story of a soldier who operates your nation's Patriot Missile Defense Systems. It begins in California with a little girl raised by two moms. Although I had a fairly typical childhood, took ballet, played violin, I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age. When I was six years old, one of my moms had an accident that left her paralyzed. Doctors said she might never walk again, but she tapped into my family's pride to get back on her feet. Eventually standing at the altar to marry my other mom, with such powerful role models, I finished high school at the top of my class and then attended UC Davis, where I joined a sorority full of other strong women. But as graduation approached, I began feeling like I'd been handed so much in life, a sorority girl stereotype. Sure, I'd spent my life around inspiring women, but what had I really achieved on my own? One of my sorority sisters was studying abroad in Italy Another was climbing Mount Everest. I needed my own adventures, my own challenge. And after meeting with an army recruiter, I found it. A way to prove my inner strength and maybe shatter some stereotypes along the way. I'm US Army Corporal Emma Malone Lord, and I answered my calling. There you go. There is a, there you go. So there is our U.S. military comparison. I answered my calling because I really feel like we were heading towards a civil war. I did not want to, I did not want to give these skills and these abilities and these talents to our military because they had been corrupted. And we'll be talking more about that in the next segment. But I have committed myself. I have answered the call of the civil war the global war, an even larger war. But there you have it. There's Emma answering the call. Uh, and sp so speaking of answering the call, Pam, one of our exclusive members, was just sending me clips of all the truckers who have answered the call to go out there. And so I'll be talking more about this on the other side. But ladies and gentlemen, this is what's going down. I'm your host. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about cultural transformation on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back 
right after this. The young generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, half of this government, are actually young noble leaders of the world. We penetrate the cabinets. The change is not just happening. The change can be shaped by us. We have to prepare for a more angry world. How to prepare? Take the necessary action to create a fairer world. I see the need for a great reset. So people assume we are just going back to the good old world which we had and everything will be normal again. This is, uh, let's say, fiction. It will not happen. There is only one way this pandemic is going to go. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. So next time... You will own nothing. And you will be happy. Number 22177? New transfer? Yes. Good. Look up. So what do you think of your new work pod? Pretty nice, right? Yeah. It's a bit cramped though. Oof. That's bad speak. I'll let you sort that out. See you at the mandatory Shibuya roll call dance later today. Yikes. You have violated your employment smart contract. Replaying offending speech. It's a bit cramped though. This statement is in direct contradiction with the verified Snopes fact that open office 2.0 work pods are comfortably spacious, combining the safety of closed cubicles with the communal spirit of open office environments. 
You have been deducted 20 good boy tokens from your weekly income. Warning. Projected weekly income is insufficient to meet your weekly rental payment. Please ensure that your wallet is appropriately funded within the next 68 hours. Oh. Oh mein Gott. I chromed. What? <laughs> what? Uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I know. Uh, the video component of this show is something else, but we'll definitely be playing that clip a lot more in the coming episodes, in the coming uh, season, because that's exactly what Klaus Schwab has in mind for you, is you will own nothing and you will be happy. You will own nothing and you will be happy. Uh, and didn't that gentleman seem oh so very happy, even down to the even down to the, <laughs> even down to the mandatory Shibuya meeting. Hey, and so I, I I laugh, but you know that's what they want, and that's what we're fighting against every single day. Doesn't that seem like a dystopian hellhole? Everything's uniform, everything's the same, everything's egalitarian, everything's seemingly so wonderful and so diverse that it's dangerous. That it is dangerous. But uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into this edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And this is Cultural Transformation. We're going to be talking about how America is in the midst of the largest cultural transformation that we've seen. Uh, Axe-wielding activists causing millions of dollars. Uh, you know, Antifa members being shot during a press conference. Uh, uh, transgender men having... It, 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 We'll talk about that later. You know, this 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 Fedbook LGBTQP activist they got arrested, got 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 caught for being a pedophile. Uh, there's a lot of things going on right now. You know, I think the easiest way to summarize it is they took God out of the schools, and look at what that did to us. Look at how satanic that made us. Every other week, I'm talking to you about like, oh. The after school Satan programs, you know, prayers to Aztec gods, uh, LGBTQ perversion, transgender perversion. And what do you think this is going to do to people over time? Eventually, it's going to break them down. Um, and again, this 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 was not present in a culture that recognizes for what it is perversion, degeneracy and decadency. Whenever they got away from God, do you see how they just became even more hedonistic, even more carnal? even more fleshly, even more of this earth. And this earth is sick, man. And so we're, 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 and this is what the Satanists always push. They always push that we're just beasts. And we'll talk more about that in the next segment, hackable humans. They see us as just beasts. They don't see us uh, in the likeness of God. They see us as just animals with higher intelligence that they can, that they can control. And so again, think about the mindset they're trying to have people inhabit that you were not divinely inspired, that you're not a miracle, that you're just some savage beast, some slave that needs to put their mask on. They're trying to demoralize you, and you can't not let them. But going into the break, we were reading a quick article basically about how our military is not ready. We're not ready. Our military readiness, our defense capabilities are down by Michael Snyder. We're going to pick back up in this segment 
with another, another article by Michael Snyder, where again, he details uh, in a fantastic way, as he typically does, the cultural transformation that we're undergoing. I just kind of fired off about a couple of them as I, you know, got angry. But it's it, it really is important, you know, uh, BLM being associated with transgender and LGBTQ affirming ideologies, learning what their black identity is in the global black community, transgenderism, after school Satan. Uh, the other day, you know, it, it was so crazy, man. And I might just have to play play some of this clip for this episode. But the other day I was watching one of KJ's shows and he said, this is what's teaching your kids. Like that's, that's what the episode, that's what it was called. It's like, this is what's teaching your kids. And in that clip, uh, you know, I literally saw like a, a, a six or eight year old kid talking about how he wanted to slaughter people uh, and how comfortable he was and how everybody else is going to die, but not his mom and his dad and his teacher because he liked all of them. But everybody else, you know, he just has dreams about killing them. And again, that was just one clip in the compilation moving forward. You know, uh, one thing we had talked about during the midseason break or the preseason break was this girl who was a part of a DID system. It was a TikTok confession, uh, how she has 30 different personalities in her head. We talked about that. KJ found other videos of people who were basically in embracing uh, their split personality or their multiple personalities or uh, their disassociative identities. And so what I'm trying to say is people really, we, 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 we really don't see what's being taught to the kids uh, and how monumental that statement is to say, once they remove God from the schools, they, they put the devil in and people really don't see like how dark uh, some of this stuff really is. So I'm, I'm getting off on a rant. This is a part of the culture. It's about a spirit. It's about spirituality as well, the mentality, the emotions, and it's just it's just wild what's going on. So let's go ahead and start this segment, reading about how America is in the midst of the biggest cultural transformation that we've ever seen. Again, this comes off the heels of us talking about how the Pentagon is promoting socialism to combat Beijing. They put this up February fourteenth. It's by Michael Snyder of the Most Important News says some brand new numbers that have just been released confirm the fact that cultural transformation, extremely dramatic cultural transformation. It can be so easy to focus on our constantly evolving news cycles and the day-to-day battles between Democrats and Republicans. But when you step back and look at the bigger picture, it is undeniable what is happening to this nation. America's foundational values have been radically shifted over time. And that is far more important than any short-term political victories or losses. If these trends continue, America's future will completely look different from America's past. On Thursday, Gallup released a brand new survey which found that an all-time high, 7.1% of all Americans now identify as LGBT. It says that the percentage of U.S. adults who self-identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or something other than heterosexual has increased to a new high of 7.1%, which is double the percentage of 2012 when Gallup first measured it. To me, it is rather stunning that the percentage of LGBTQP Americans have doubled over the past decade, and most of that growth is being fueled by young adults. In particular, Gallup discovered that close to 21% of all Generation Z Americans 
now identify as LGBTQP. Says that roughly 21% of Generation Z Americans who have been who have reached adulthood, those born between 1997 and 2003, identify as LGBT. That is nearly double the proportion of millennials who do so, while the gap widens even further when compared with older generations. So Michael says, let's break that down for a moment and how about, about how these numbers in the Gallup survey break down by generation. Those born before 1946, 0.8% identify as LGBT. Those born between 1946 and 1964, 26 or 2.6% identify. Generation X, born before, born between 1965 and 1980, 4.2 identify as LGBT. Millennials, which I am part of, 1981 through 1996, 10% of my generation identify as LGBT. A Generation Z, those born between 1997 and 2003, 20% of that generation identifies. 20% identify as LGBT. As you can see, the percentage of Americans that identify as LGBT is roughly doubling with each generation. And those born in Generation Z are more than 20 times as likely to identify as LGBTQP as Americans that were born before 1946 are. So what do the overall numbers look like if we can get another 20 or 20, 20 or 40 years down the road? Needless to say, the corporate media has played a major role in changing attitudes and opinions. The relentless messaging that has been coming from corporate media has an enormous impact. All the way back to 1998, let's move on. Moving forward, because now it's talking about gay marriage. There we go. Our culture has completely changed. Nobody can deny that. Christians were initially hesitant to support gay marriage, but this but at this stage of but at this stage, most of them have now been converted. It's, it's true. We've 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 literally played drag queen story time clips of of drag queen story time taking place in a church, and some of these woke preachers are something else. I'll tell you that. I will tell you that. However, there is one still. There is one group that is still holding out. According to one survey, a solid majority of evangelical Christians still do not support gay marriage. It says white evangelicals stood out as the only denomination where a majority opposed same-sex marriage, sixty-three percent to sixty-four to thirty-four percent. So you guys get the point. You get the point. And and, and so, what does this really mean? How many times have we talked about the destruction of the nuclear family? That's what Black Lives Matter is. Abolishing parenthood, all of this type of stuff. But what is what is that? This is what it means. When traditional when traditional roles have been destroyed, traditional gender roles have been destroyed, traditional values have been destroyed. When everything's just destroyed, you just have this jambalaya where there's no sanctity for anything, there's no borders, everybody can have sex with everything. It's, 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 it's a very dangerous mindset, if you ask me. But it doesn't stop there. And that's what I'm saying. We've become so woke that our minds have fallen out. And hey, whatever you do behind closed doors is whatever you do. But it's the promotion of this type of closed-door behavior and publicizing privacy to where you've got nothing, to where you share everything, you've got nothing to hide. Why aren't you being open with us? What I'm trying to say is what this will do 
is lead people to think that, yes, I can have relations with your child. Do you have a problem with that? Are you a bigot? Are you a homophobe? Are you a transphobe? I have a right to have relations with this child. I know this sounds crazy. But do you see how fast things are moving? This is in one generation. Kids with disassociative identity disorder having multiple different identities in their heads and some of them going through puberty. What, like, think, like think about what I am actually bringing forward to you. Because again, it doesn't stop there. Let's move forward. New report reveals that China's communist government is rewriting the Bible and calling Jesus a sinner. We've talked about this in the past, how Xi Jinping, how, 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 he, how he's just actively going against the Christians in China, how those are some of the most hardcore anti-New World Order people you will see, the Christians of China. In China, they have rewritten the Bible. They have rewritten the Ten Commandments. They've, they've literally replaced the Ten Commandments with quotes from President Xi Jinping. They've torn down churches. They've ripped up graves. They have uh, removed actual Christian pastors and put in Christ, uh, Communist Party-approved pastors. This is, this is par for the course for them. New report reveals that China's communist government is rewriting the Bible and calling Jesus a sinner. Well, of course they would. They rewrote They rewrote Fight Club. They rewrite everything. That's what these people do. Not in China, but that's what communists and Marxists do. But again, again, you can't have the Bible in a communist world. This is why whenever Kerry Wedler of the anti-media said the most dangerous religion in the world is statism, this is the type of stuff that goes on. You literally have some you literally have China trying to rewrite a religious text. How wild is that? But that's the type of power these authoritarians want. Let's read this. It comes from End Times Headlines. They put this up February 17th. It says that the Chinese Communist Party's China's ruling regime has been on a mission to rewrite the Bible through a communist lens. This quest has reportedly re resulted in shocking distortions of scripture and gospel truth. Todd Nettleton, speaks, uh, spokesman for the Voice of Martyrs, a persecution watchdog servicing or serving Christians across the globe, told Faithwire about the Chinese government's ongoing efforts to reimagine the Bible. Quote, this is a project that the Chinese Communist Party announced in 2019. At the time, they said it would take that it would be about a 10 year process to release a new translation of the Bible, he said, noting that it would include Confucian and Buddhist principles, among others. Quote, this new translation would really support the Communist Party. <laughs> of course it would. Of course it would. So how would you feel if Joe Biden had the authority to literally rewrite the Bible? And this came out during one of our preseason episodes. Jordan Peterson actually went on Joe Rogan and talked about how the Bible itself is the foundation for Western uh, Western society. So, 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 so China rewriting the Bible to re reverse engineer the greatness that is in Western society through rewriting the Bible. China just doing that is what communists do because they're not embracing the Western ideology. They are rejecting it or at least this, this late-stage version of it, because look at this. Look at this. Uh, 
U.S. military spent 6 million man hours on wokeness training. So that's why our military is more concerned with wearing high heels, putting on lipstick, and carrying the LGBTQTP flag is for diversity, awareness, diversity, training, inclusion. Let's read a little bit about this. This is, this is what I'm saying, cultural transformation. The things I'm saying are going to be a part of the old world order. I'm going to be a part of that old America of a time in America that's long forgotten, right? Not No longer dirt roads, no longer like lemonade on a, on a, on a hot day, man. No more sitting on your porch, no more heavy chilling. No, 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 no. Wokeness, all right? You're, 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 I, I, I'm talking about an America that's no longer there. That's what that's what all this is trying to tell you of a time that's gone. That's why they held it over your head. Oh, you want to go back to normal? We're not going back to that normal. They're creating this new normal. They're literally brainwashing the troops to do that. Remember when Joe Biden got into office, how he purged Christians, conservatives, and constitutionalists? It was an ideological purity test. So they could do this right here. So they could spend a whopping 58 hours in training on extremism. Six million man hours on wokeness training. So they, 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 they purged all the people that are a part of that old world order of that old America. And they began radically brainwashing and indoctrinating the next generation. This is by Chris Manahan of Information Liberation. They put this up February 17th. It says, quote, for every documented case of extremism in the military, our military spent a whopping 58 hours in training on extremism. GOP senators reported. This next part comes from Breitbart, quote, DOD, military spent 6 million man hours on woke training under Biden. Woke training under Biden. Quote, the United States military spent nearly 6 million man hours on an extremism, quote, stand down and quote, diversity, equity and inclusion training since President Joe Biden took office, according to the Department of Defense data. Chairman of the Joint Chief of Staff, General Mark Milley, provided that data to Senate, Senate Armed Services Committee, Republicans in response to a 2021 October request. The data showed that service members spent a million of five, <laughs> spent a total of 5,888,082 man hours on the stand down, a day when all commanders in the military spoke to their troops about extremism and on diversity, equity, and inclusion, including critical race theory. <laughs> there is your tax paying dollars. Hard at work, training the troops to be woke. Do you think Russia, as they sit there and just like bomb the bejeepers out of Ukraine, are worried about whether or not the troops are woke enough? Do you think Russia is over here worrying about whether or not the troops have their shots? Think about this. Think about how weak we look on the world stage, man. Like, I'm generally upset about this. I'm personally offended by this. I'm very proud of our military. I'm a military brat myself. This is not something I would be like, hey, I'm a military brat of this. Are you down for wokeness then? Not for patriotism. Not for nationalism. Not for cultural or, or, or national heritage. But the agenda. That's all that's happened. The military has been hollowed out and replaced the people willing to be the stormtroopers. That's all this is. 
and we have a story coming up about that later on in the show uh but more of the cultural transformation vegans win oxford union debate arguing that eating meat is racist and sexist now we 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 played the clip for you guys last week of how eating meat is misogynistic and racist it's examples of white supremacy i'm not going to get in even get into it but again think about this we're not eating meat we're not having uh stand I, I was about to say standard sex but what the heck does that what does that mean you're not having heterosexual sex like what are you you're just not being normal yeah that's what that means we're not being normal we're being abnormal we're over here eating plants having 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 relations with people of the same sex and you wonder why mental illness and all of these other issues are just popping out of nowhere like it's 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 uh it's it's really crazy, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, how wild things are. It's just mind-boggling how wild things are. So what I'm going to do now is try to find for you, amazing people, uh, this clip of information that came out over the break, or uh, as we were as we were recording last week's episode information broke about a pedophile not at cnn not at the white house not at the royal family not at not at the um the royal family's estate <laughs> but this time at fedbook yeah they have, they're, they're hiding pedophiles over there at fedbook and again what i find so interesting about the coordination and synchronicity of everything is Vladimir Putin said that like a couple weeks ahead or a couple weeks ago he said Fedbook was uh, Fedbook's metaverse was full of perverts and pedophiles and I couldn't tell if that was just you know clickbait stuff or what was going on there but sure enough more information came out this a, a couple of days later uh Confirming that fact, or confirming that fact, that indeed there are pedophiles at Fedbook, and so what I'm going to play for you guys real quick is this clip of one of their heads of heads of their meta operation, one of their one of their people um, being caught in a sting operation. So yeah, right here, face Fedbook LGBTQP activist caught in alleged child sting sex operation. Telling this thirteen-year-old boy that he makes you horny, correct? Could be perceived as such. Yes. Oh, c- quit the bullshit, bro. I'm, I'm sick of your Fedbook, not CNN, not the White House, but Fedbook. These are the type of people in children's DMs. Keep that in mind. This is why pedophile hunters exist because pedophiles are predators and go after children. Bullshit. I won't have any restraint around you if I'm horny. What does that mean? It means I was flirting. I was talking to him. Throughout all of this, I'll let you know there was never any intention of ever meeting up with him. Okay. Sure. Sure. You're sick in the head, mate. 
These type of people actually are sick in the head. Bro. But you did set two meets with him. That I never intended to go to or but you set show it up, up to. Correct. And I I gave information, location, and all that stuff. Yes. I mean, how did I So the back. I find like, you. It's not like I just pulled this out of my ass. It's true. You gave, the, I, you gave the hotel in the hotel room. Right. So you set the meets. So. Gross. Gross. Uh, his name is Jaron Miles. Jaron A. Miles. Yeah, he is a head of FedBooks, FedBook Meta's manager of community development. And he got. Uh, he, Caught. You're okay with talking sexual. He got his hand caught with the cook with his hand caught in the cookie jar over here dipping. And so he backpedals. He says, Oh, this is the first time I've done this, you know. And this is a this is a lie. And the sad truth is, is these type of grooming operations, because we've covered this on the show as well. How uh again, one of the pedophiles over there at CNN did this. Like he literally reached out to a to a mother and her daughter broke down the will of the mother and said, your child needs to be taught the ways of a woman. Let me teach her. And then he basically paid the mother off to, 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 to ship her out to his log cabin. And you know where the story goes from there. So this is not the first time this has happened. This is an actual issue here in America. Um, and the fact that we're getting more and more evidence of high ranking pedophiles in positions like this at CNN, at FedBook, at the white house, you name it, man, this is an issue. And I went on to listen to these guys on another show, and they 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 describe the dark, and disgusting, again perverted, and degenerate underbelly that's out there. So if you have kids, you need to watch out for them. You know, watch out for what's who they're talking to. When we get up over here, we talk about TikTok and Snapchat and OnlyFans, and again the perversion that that the next generation is inheriting. It's stuff like this. You got to think, man. They're they're teaching kids to dress provocatively do all this type of stuff. And I know I sound like a, 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 an old codger. I'm only like 30, bro. That's right. I probably sound like an old codger, but I'm telling you, there are perverts, there are degenerates, and there are not good people out there that are, that are, that are predators. This is no longer the Mr. Rogers America that the rest of us are also familiar with. So I'm going to go ahead and pause this and play for you guys a, 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 a disturbing clip of some even more wilder information that took place, wilder cases of stuff that took place uh, here in America, how a man that identifies as a woman uh, raped a 10-year-old girl and then bragged about it. He bragged about it. He's like, oh, you know, he basically talks about how he's going to do it again. This came out in the news. You know, and this isn't like a situation where in Virginia some 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 gender confused boy rapes another girl this is a grown man coming after children and then brags about getting off and it's because of again how justice is broken the acceptance of this culture of degeneracy and decadence right where a man can be a, a man can be a woman a woman can be a man and it, it, it's crazy hannah tubbs is his name the man's name is hannah tubbs and audio listeners you guys can't see this but he's he, he looks he looks gross, man. He looks sick in the head. 
He looks like a pedophile, and it's an actual look. You know, when we play that uh, that Joseph Rosenbaum bumper music, and he says, shoot me, and words, shoot me, dude looks like a pedophile. These people look like, a pedof- like pedophiles because that's exactly what they are, and they're not well in the head. But let me play this quick clip, and then we'll continue on uh, with more. I'm going to plead out to him. I'm going to plead guilty. They're going to stick me on probation, and it's going to be dropped. It's going to be done. Done. I won't have to register once or not. For an offender, you don't have to register? I won't have to do none of that. So what are they going to do to you then? Nothing. If there is a next time I ever get in trouble, I'm leaving the state. I'm leaving the country. I ain't staying. <laughs> if there is a next time. Don't worry about it. I'm going to plead out to him. I'm going to plead guilty. They're going to stick me on probation, and it's going to be dropped. It's going to be done. Done. I won't have to register once or nothing. For an offender, you don't have to register? I won't have to do none of that. So what are they going to do to you then? Nothing. So. If there is a next time I ever get in trouble, I'm leaving the state. I'm leaving the country. I ain't staying. (laughs) And so I know this sounds crazy, what I'm about to say. But that's why a lot of these 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 child sex offenders and these transgenders, that's why they change their name and their identity, because they actually are on the run from the law. I know that sounds wild, like, whoa, what? Transgender people are criminals? Some of them actually are. Some of them should be registered sex offenders. Some of them actually are registered sex offenders because they get caught later on. This is why drag queen story time is an issue. This is why letting pedophiles have access to your kids is an issue. And this is why it needs to be shouted down and why you should not be being called a bigot for trying to protect the, the 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 purity and the sanctity of a child's innocence. That's what this always comes down to. We either respect the innocence, the purity of the young of, of, of the younger generation, or we give into the ways of the perversion and the degeneracy of the previous generation. And that's what's happening right here. This guy, this Hannah Tubbs, this guy's gonna offend again. He's gonna get out. And like I just told you before, he may change his identity and get away with it again. You have to understand we're dealing with criminals here. We are dealing with psychopaths. We are dealing with people who who, who are functional psychotics. It's a real thing. It's a very real thing. You know, I wanted to, let's see if we can try to find this clip. It's a it's a video clip of uh, Antifa holding a press conference after you know somebody gets shot. It's not really newsworthy. It's just showing like the disorganized chaos amongst even that beehive of anarchists. But uh, you know, I I think you get the point from there. It's just wild to think that this is what's going on. And again, that beehive that they're just stirring up. And that you know is waiting in the winds. Here it is. What's going on? Hey, if you're currently not helping with patients, I need you guys to back up behind the police cars. Back up behind the police cars. If you're not helping with patients there. Okay, let's let's get the information on that. This comes from National File. They put this up February 20th. By, it's by Cullen McHugh. It's 
says during a protest in Portland on Saturday night, one person was killed and five others were injured following a confrontation between a homeowner and an armed protester. A woman was pronounced dead at the scene while two men and three women were taken to an area a hospital with undisclosed injuries. The shooting took place during a protest in the name of Amir Locke of Minneapolis, who was killed earlier this month during a no-knock raid. Portland halting a Portland Antifa halting a press conference after a protest shooting leaves one dead. So crazy. And again, that's a beehive of anarchy that is just bubbling, waiting to burst, waiting to pop open. Moving on, here's another example of the beehive of anarchy, eco-terrorism. Axe-wielding activists cause millions in damage and attempt to torch pipeline workers. An article that comes from Zero Hedge, they put this up February 18th. So think about this. We're going to war with Russia. That dirtbag in office has already shut down the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, where they're already talking about the rise in energy prices and gas prices and things like this. And you got eco-extremists, which we've talked about in the past, trying to attack pipelines, trying to shut down our power. So we've, we've, how many times have we already talked about our power being under attack from cyber attacks to now eco-terrorists? And a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how apparently there are so-called, quote, far-right extremists who have done the same thing. It says that a band of Native American activists and eco-extremists left a crew of pipeline workers deeply shaken while causing millions of dollars in damage at a coastal gasoline pipeline worksite, according to a news report in the Vancouver Sun. Security at the site called for help after a band of about 20 people, some wielding axes and other weapons, broke through a fence protecting the site. At one point, the attackers allegedly tried to light one of the vehicles on fire while a crew of workers was inside. RCMP Chief Super uh, Warren Brown, commander of the North District, called the attack, quote, a calculated and organized violent attack that left its victims shaken in a multi-million dollar path of destruction. Coastal Gaslink said in a statement that the attackers surrounded some of its workers in a, quote, highly planned and unprovoked assault near the Morris River drills pad site off the Forest Service Road, quote, and one of the most concerning acts, an attempt was made to set a vehicle on fire while workers were inside, said the company in a statement, quote, the attackers also wielded axes, swinging them at the vehicles and through a truck window. Flare guns were also fired at workers. The company in charge of the site, pipeline builder Coastal Gaslink, described how attackers use grinders to cut locks and enter an, quote, active construction site. Coastal Gaslink said attackers use grinders to cut locks on a gate, entering an active construction site. They damaged heavy equipment with and construction trailers, causing millions of dollars of damage. More precise estimates were not yet available. The attackers also cut equipment hydraulic and fuel lines, causing dangerous leaks. The company said it was working to contain the environmental impact. Crazy. So Antifa has members being shot at press conferences whenever they're not trying to radicalize children, giving them extra credit for attending protests. While you have eco-extremists coming after pipelines. And we're going to see more of this because climate change. Don't ask me why, just know because climate change. Listen, climate change is happening, therefore we need to destroy all forms of gasoline, oil, and all that. Fossil fuels are a bad thing. You know what? Breathing is a bad thing, too. 
because climate change. You give you give off carbon. Don't you know we're trying to lower carbon? Listen, I'll kill you for the sake of the earth. <laughs> and this is this is where we're at now, guys. All right, we've stepped through the clown world. But this is the cultural transformation that's taking place. Rather than people becoming patriotic, unified, there being a sense of harmony between the people and its government, the economy and people's people's uh, state of living, their, their their the cost of living, that 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 equilibrium is not maintained. That balance is not there. Therefore, there is chaos. People don't know where to redirect their rage. So you you're you're able to have outside forces come in and infiltrate and corrupt people's minds. And so this is where it takes place. Truly, truly crazy. Axe-wielding activists have caused millions, uh, millions of dollars of damage. Crazy. In the same way that I'm telling you that you can expect to see more of that is the same way that there are pro-establishment hackers the same way that there are pro-vaccine mandate protesters and the same way that you have pro-mask mandate protests you have to understand that i'm 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 trying to i'm trying to speak old world knowledge old world order knowledge to you when a fair amount of the population the generation has been brought in on the agenda when they have successfully externalized the hierarchy you are going to have people do things that only further their enslavement. They're not, they're not like, like, think about this. I'm about to play for you guys a clip of people who say masks are a good thing. That's what I'm saying. They judo flipped us into this new world order. And you now have people calling for the very things that will be part of their undoing, which is why I said years ago, you're going to have people say that we need to alter the climate. We, we need to spray chemtrails. We need geoengineering. We need weather modification to stop climate change. I know that sounds upside down, but you've got to think about where we're at now. Uh, listen to these university students protest against the mask mandate being dropped. They want to be governed even harder. They're, these are pro-mask mandate protesters. We are here today to organize a protest um, to reinstate the mask mandate. Um, this started on Thursday after Governor Sisolak dropped the mask mandate statewide. Um, and shortly after, uh, President Sandoval dropped the mask mandate for UNR. We are out here to make our voices heard um, and to try and show UNR and NCHI in general that we care about reinstating the mask mandate. I feel honestly incredibly unsafe. Um, you know, we wear masks to protect ourselves and also to protect others. Um, there's very good statistics that show that if you have an active COVID case and you are wearing a mask, you are protecting it spreading to other people. There are all these people now on campus who are not wearing masks who could possibly be um, spreading COVID, and that is, you know, additionally confounded by the fact that we took away our vaccination requirement. So there's no, I have no idea of knowing how many of my students, how many of my peers, how many people walking past me um, are unvaccinated and spreading COVID at a much higher rate, putting me and again, all of my community at risk. President Sandoval, please listen to us. Um, there is a huge population of your university who feels unsafe. Um, please help us. We're our safety! We're our safety! 
I was flabbergasted that after being told over and over that the university and the Nevada system of higher education was going to follow the public health directives, the experts, and the CDC guidelines, that suddenly, apparently based on political consideration, we just removed the mask mandate with no warning. See here, I have my mask on. I'm, uh, I will be wearing my mask as long as there's- I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I, I couldn't hear you over your mask. Uh, and this is what's going on. These people just want to be governed harder. Where's my safety? This is, again, teaching people to appeal to authority, to be obedient. That's all that's happening. This is obedience training. I want my mask. I want to feel safe. What more can the government do to me to make me feel safe? Well, you know, locking you down was wonderful. You know, telling you to put a mask on for two years. That was great. You know, how much more do you want? Well, we don't want to keep our distance. Make me safe, government. How dangerous is this? And this is, again, what happens whenever you silence dissent, when you squash critical thinking, when you destroy alternative opinions. This is the only thing that's out there. People think that, yes, my mask is a good thing. And I can't help but think that every single time I see people wearing these masks, especially when they're in their car with their windows down, I think to myself, wow, you're losing oxygen. Like you're not thinking with your full faculties. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? But, you know, we could sit here and break this down and talk about it in so many different ways. But look at this. This girl's over here doing like a TikTok dance in the corner. We could sit down over here and break this down in so many different ways. But you know what this is. And the sad part is, is this is the up and coming generation. They're not, they're, not, they're not being taught to, again, question authority, hold it accountable for their lies, right? Dig out the truth. They're, they're, they're literally screaming outside in the middle of a beautiful day, wearing a mask, saying, where's my safety? God help us. God help them. Cringe. I'm cringing right now, and you can't even see it. I'm just letting you know that I am cringing and that that is cringeworthy to me. Moving on. Uh, are you a good global citizen? Your ESG score will say it all. Your ESG score? What do you think that means? We're talking about the social credit score. I bet all those kids that are protesting for the mask mandate have an excellent social credit score while the rest of you who protest against it are domestic terrorists that need to be eradicated and taken to COVID concentration camps and forcibly inoculated with this deadly poison. Are you a good global citizen? And so again, you, you, you've got to think about this stuff, guys. Because again, people can't, people can't pull back and look at it for the, from the 30,000 foot view. These kids don't see how they're being used to set the stage for what a good global citizen is. And we've talked about this throughout the entirety of this season so far. And I think we'll see a lot more of it as this year progresses. Uh, the creation of the global citizen. That's what they're teaching kindergartners through Black Lives Matter, right? What globalism is, what their identity is. And I for sure, we're going we're gonna to see this. We're going to see the development of the global citizen where it's okay to abdicate your nationality and to, you know, pledge your allegiance to the new world order. You're already seeing it again with Black Lives Matter as they bend the knee and raise the fist for the new world order. 
Let's read this article by Jeff Thompson of the Activist Post. They put this up February 22nd. And it says that uh, we are witnessing the narrative switch from COVID to global warming. True, the notion of climate change has been a leftist buzz phrase for years now, but we are seeing an increase in the rhetoric and it's growing in vehemence. Uh, the organic prepper has covered the concept of personal carbon allowances before. And you're bound to hear more about them in the future. Now we're hearing discussion about companies, quote, ESG scores. It is no secret about the goals of the United Nations and the World Economic Forum. How they want to instate a globalist government that encompasses the entire world. America is the sole country that stands in the way of this happening. Should America fail or fall, the World Economic Forum will rise. So just what is an ESG score? It stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance Factors. And it is a concept that has already crept through the United States largely unnoticed. Why was it or why was it that international companies in the U.S. have placed such a heavy emphasis on being, quote, green over the past several years? It's because of the ESG scores. Rated on a scale 0 to 100, the higher your score, the better your fare. The man with a score of 88 would be deemed more climate conscious and a better global citizen than a man with a score of 23. Here's how your ESG score will be calculated. A company called the ESG Report has detailed all the ways that your ESG score is calculated. E stands for environmental factors. There are three primary factors that determine what one's E score will be. They are what effect do you have on the environment? What are your carbon emissions like? How much waste do you create? How effectively do you utilize natural resources? How much water do you use? How much electricity do you use? Do you engage in any climate change initiatives? And now think about this. Because when we go back into just the principles of the technocracy, mastering consumption and production, the scientific dictatorship, uh, your input versus your output, this is it. And if you have a low carbon score, if you have a low ESG score, when they run the computers, let the computers run everything, that will let them know that you are basically targeted for termination, that you are not a benefit to this earth. And that our calculations and numbers show that it's time for you to be terminated. How, how crazy is this? That's just what we're casually talking about. This is, this is the mark of the beast, right? This is why it's prophetic. Because we're literally abdicating our individuality to a system to where it tells us whether or not we are worthy to live. S, the social factor. There are three primary, quote, social factors that influences one's ESG score as well. They are... How well do you treat your employees, the local community, and society at large? Do you support diversity? Hold on, I got to do a thing. Uh, I have to do a thing real quick for 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 our video uh, watchers. I've got to do a thing. Oh, sorry, give me one second. Do you support diversity? <laughs> I get just oh man, I had to do the thing from the video. Uh, but do you subvert diversity? Is your workplace safe? Right? That's how your social factors are going to be calculated. And the G factors, which stands for your governance, is do you make political contributions or influence legislation? How much do the executives at your company make? Are the executives within your organization diverse? There it is again. I'm doing the clap again. <laughs> I shouldn't be because this is serious. 
Uh, but again, all this is, is creating a global standard for how society will be dictated. Who determines what those factors are, right? Who tells us all this? And I mean, we're seeing it right now here in a, we're seeing it right now um, with this trucker convoy where people who make contributions to them are literally having their information leaked. Um, and again, all this does is create the global citizen where you again have people selling out their national heritage for this globalist identity for this new normal new world order thing they're trying to create. We could get into this in depth, but it's just something that you guys should keep in mind. And this is the final article that ties it all in together for this segment. Big tech is creating a China-like social credit system in the U S says former FedBook analyst, according to Kara Fedrick, a former FedBook Intel analyst and a researcher associate of the Conservative Heritage Foundation, big tech corporations seem to be doing the government's bidding in creating a China-like social credit system in the U.S., and Americans must notice this and act quickly. And so this is why metadata is so important. This is why they're able to, and again, this is, this is, this is how they will be able to categorize whether or not you're a good citizen, whether or not you, 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 you get to live, right? What kind of things do you like on FedBook? Do you like climate change protests or do you like those racist truckers in Canada that are probably Trump supporters and bigots? So their trucks need to be impounded and sold to the nearest activist. You know, what's what's your flavor? And so what this is, is, again, the creation of the global citizen, the curation of consciousness and the manipulation of the mind. The abdication of one's national heritage and the acceptance of this so-called global identity. That's why I, that's like, I don't even understand how people are still on FedBook. <laughs> if, if you want the truth, why are you there? Why are you there? But that's exactly what it's for. But how does this tie into cultural transformation? Well, this is, this is it. This is why you have people taking their kids to get these experimental shots for social clout. This is why you have people taking their kids to drag queen story time for social clout. That's a part of our transformation. We, 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 it is dirty. It is bad to be a Christian, to love, to love God, to love your wife, to want to have children, to be traditional. It has become, that's a bad thing. In this new world order, you get more points for being abnormal, for being so unnatural, for being avant-garde, for being an edgelord. That's the cultural transformation where they have exalted, uh, 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 after school, Satan, uh, Drag queen story time, you know, prayers to Aztec gods, critical race theory, muzzling children. That's way more important than just reading the Bible. Remember how back in the day we used to say that, oh, uh, giving children, imposing your religious beliefs on children is, is, is child, child abuse. And an argument could be made for that. An argument could have been made for that. But what about the argument now of injecting your child with dangerous and experimental chemicals and materials that you don't even know about, muzzling them for six to eight hours a day, teaching them that, the, that, that, that they are inherently bad because of this, the color of their skin, telling them, that, telling them that they are bad for immutable facts that they can't change? Like, how is that not child abuse? And so them creating a social credit system that enables and promotes this type of lunacy is a bad thing. And that's what we're seeing happen. We're seeing, 
we're basically again seeing uh wickedness streamlined it'll be you will get you will have negative good boy points <laughs> you will have negative good boy points subtracted from your social credit score for helping out truckers stand up to tyranny then you will for say donating to black lives matter you'll actually get plus 40 good boy points for that and so i'm being a little silly on purpose but it's to show you guys how fast things are moving and why I say they are streamlining uh, wickedness in more ways than one. But here's what's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about hackable humans. That's right. More information about the graphene oxide, more information about the vaccine. Again, I find it crazy that as this truth comes out, right, myocarditis is up, neurodegenerative diseases are up, cancers are up. Uh, 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 reproductive issues are up, you name it, right? They're just like, oof, can't deal with that. Let's go to war. I can, ooh, that's, that's pretty intense, right? People being hurt and victimized by the shot. We can't address that. Uh, what else is in the cards? I know, let's go to war. We're going to be talking about hackable humans on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. Young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, half of this government, are actually young noble leaders of the world. We penetrate the cabinets. The change is not just happening. The change can be shaped by us. We have to prepare for a more angry world. How to prepare? Take the necessary action to create a fairer world. I see the need for a great reset. So people assume we are just going back to the good old world which we had and everything will be normal again. This is, uh, let's say, fiction. It will not happen. There is only one way this pandemic is going to go. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. The next crisis is already waiting for us around the corner. And it is the climate crisis. Are you miserable? Haven't been on a date in years? Are you still upset that the cool kids bullied you in junior high school? Mixed race and yearning for the street cred of the homies? Or maybe you're just an angry, radicalized woman who lacks the skills and allure that Kamala Harris used to attract a Willie Brown. Hi, my name is Dr. Van Joan. I am the head of DIE for the Alphabet Mafia. D-I-E stands for diversity, inclusion, and equity. Die. Does that sound fun? If you're bitter about your life, you're mad about the way God made you, and you're a total loser, then you are a prime candidate to become a made man or made woman in the Alphabet Mafia. You wanna know more about us? We're a for-profit coalition of organizations funded by George Soros. We're Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ, and critical race theory, all rolled into one. We burn and loot cities, we redefine marriage, and we're also in the process of redefining and expanding gender identities. 
If you have a writing flair, you would be a good fit at the New York Times. We're rewriting history, and we're helping Americans understand that this country is a massive failure. Do you have a violent criminal history? Maybe you've done time in prison for pedophilia. Great. Maybe even some domestic violence. And you can't find the right job in corporate America? No problem. At DIE, you're a perfect candidate to loot, burn, and terrorize black communities. You could be the next Joseph Rodenbaum. So don't miss your chance to kill America. Call us right now at 1-800-555-MARA. That's 1-800-555. Let's all make America racist again. back ladies and gentlemen welcome back oh man <laughs> some of those should come with propaganda warnings that's for sure some of them should come with propaganda warnings but they don't uh, and that's a good thing sometimes because we're not here to tell you what to think we're not even here to tell you how to think we're just here to i'm just listen i'm just here telling you like hey this is kind of what i think look at what this guy wrote Look at what this lady wrote. Hey, look at this video clip. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm not here to try to control your thoughts. If anything, I like hearing from you guys a lot more. But <laughs> welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And before we get started, speaking of hearing from you guys, uh, support us. Go to coffee.com forward slash noise era and support this operation. And the reason why I say that is because I was talking with, I was talking with uh, Semi, one of our exclusive members before the show, as well as with Jensen um, a couple of days ago. And I really do like hearing from you guys. I had described you, I had described Antifa in the previous segment as like a beehive of anarchy. 
I describe our audience as a beehive of information. And so what I'm trying to say is support us by going to coffee.com. We're going to be making a migration to uh, Discord where, again, you guys can be that beehive of information. One of the reasons why we have the interesting post style we have is because we would post things on social media just to see what people would think. I legitimately wanted to hear from the world about these extraordinarily controversial topics. And the way that Telegram is set up, that doesn't happen as frequently as I would like. Informationally speaking, we're still able to get it out to you guys on a consistent basis, which is great. But I really want to hear from you guys. And so support us is the main thing I'm trying to get across to you guys. Go to coffee.com. Get yourself a one. Get yourself a subscription tier. Support us on a monthly basis, or get us a one-time donation. That'll basically get you guys information for whenever we start, for whenever we start doing stuff on Discord, um, and and some of the other things that we'll be doing with our exclusive membership. That's the main thing, and the second thing is, guys, this is a labor of love. Now more than ever, operations like ours need to decentralize and diversify what we're doing to really get the message across. So if you guys want to, if you like what we're doing, you want to see us do more, you want to be a part of us, join us, support this operation by going to coffee.com forward slash noise era. We will not be getting back to our pre uh, censorship levels on Instagram. And that's a good thing because it really does force us to look outside of our comfort zone. Uh, and like I said, discord may be that because I love hearing from you guys, but all right, let's go ahead and start getting into this segment. Hackable humans. It's exactly what it sounds like, man. Um, you know, we're going to be playing again. It's not virus related stuff. If anything, at this point, it's vaccine related information, uh, confirming everything we've been talking about for almost two years now. And, you know, I've got to say this before we start getting into it. Um, I'm, I'm glad that we're finally beginning to move the ball down the road. I am over COVID so much and, you know, to see the information coming out now about, the cancers, the neurodegenerative diseases and all the problems like that's the first shoe to fall that the vaccine doesn't work. The second shoe to fall is you're on, you're on a death clock and you don't have much time. Uh, for two years, it felt like I was just saying the same thing over and over and over again. And now we're beginning to move past that. Uh, and what we're moving into is going to be even more crazy and even more violent, but let's go ahead. And like I said, start playing clips for you, beautiful people. Let's go ahead and start this off with a clip of Billy Boy Gates at the Munich Security Conference of 2022, mad at the Omicron variant. Our boy Billy was mad that the Omicron variant basically acted as a vaccine itself. And whenever the Omicron variant was very prevalent in the news, I remember talking about that, how some people thought that Omicron was released by other white hats, other 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 uh, uh, bioengineering bioengineerists, other technocrats, some people theorize that Omicron was released to be that much more transmissible and infectious so that it could act as a natural vaccine. And so here is our boy Billy, mad that people caught Omicron and that it's too late to vaccinate everyone. Kick off, actually, and get a bit of a scene center from Mr. Gates, because this is... I know a topic that you've spoken on again and again. You were ahead of the curve prior to the beginning of this pandemic. Where would you assess where we are today in beating COVID-19? 
Well, the, uh, you know, sadly, the virus itself, particularly the, the variant called Omicron, uh, is a type of vaccine. That is, it creates both B cell and T cell immunity. And it's done a better job of getting out to the world population uh, than we have with vaccines. If you do uh, sero surveys in African countries, you get well over 80% of people uh, have been exposed either to the vaccine or uh, to various variants. And so, you know, what that does is it means the chance of severe disease, which is mainly associated with being elderly and uh, having obesity or diabetes, those risks are now dramatically reduced because of that uh, infection exposure. And we didn't do a great job on therapeutics. You know, only here, two years in, do we have a, a good therapeutic. Uh, vaccines, it took us two years to be in oversupply. Today, there are more vaccines than there is demand for vaccines. Uh, and, you know, that wasn't true. And next time we should try and make it, instead of two years, we should make it more like six months, uh, which certainly... Uh, you know, some of the standardized platform approaches, including mRNA, would allow us to do that. So, you know, it, this it took guy, us a lot longer this time than, than it should have. This guy, isn't he such a stinker? You know, what's crazy is I'm hearing him babble nonsense because he's mad that he couldn't get a shot inside of as many people as he wanted. And I'm looking at this article that's come out from Global Research, which was also, it, it, it came out, um, looks like 20 hours ago, a day ago. I'll go ahead and read it. More evidence COVID was tinkered within a lab. Now scientists find virus contains a tiny chunk of DNA that matches a sequence patented by Moderna three years before the pandemic began. Oh, shucks. Three years. It's almost they they planned this pandemic. Moderna had a hand in the development of the virus. Say what? Yeah, so Billy Boy's mad that he couldn't inject you with his gene therapy and more information's coming out that indeed the virus itself is man-made. Now, isn't that amazing? But what does that tell you? Well, for someone like me, someone as crazy as me, for me, it just confirms what we've been saying all along. We are in the active stages of a depopulation agenda. This is the extermination protocol. Check this out right here. Report. CDC withheld COVID data to prevent vaccine hesitancy. Oh, they withheld information because they knew the information would make people hesitant to taking the poison. And so they said, oh, well, we're not going to we're not going to release that. Uh, we need the data of people getting vaccinated. And, you know, just last week we played a clip for you, beautiful people of an FDA executive saying that Biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible. So, so again, it's not about health. It's not about safety. Otherwise, they would have released the data. If it was about safe, if it was about safety, Pfizer would not be uh, in court arguing to release the information over a seventy-five year period. Let's read this quick article. It comes from Steve Watson of Summit News, but the good folks over there at Truth Unmuted posted it February twenty-second. It says that the New York Times reported this past weekend that the CDC has chosen not to publish huge amounts of COVID data, instead keeping it secret because the fears of the information would cause vaccine hesitancy among the American public. The report notes, 
that the withheld data includes information on boosters, hospitalizations, wastewater analyses, as well as critical information on COVID infections and deaths broken down by race, age, and vaccination status. The, inform- the justification for holding the information back fears that the data would be, quote, misinterpreted and lead to, quote, vaccine hesitancy, according to the report. In other words, it didn't fit into the narrative that everyone must get vaccinated and boosted no matter who they are and what their situation is. Oh, but don't worry, guys. It doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. But, but see, we knew this. And I don't know, the same way that some of the some of the things we play on the show don't come with propaganda warnings, you know, where's the level of discernment? We we hadn't even understood the, the, the origins of the virus yet. Yet you still have people saying, oh, well, I'm going to do my patriotic duty because Biden told me so. And I'm going to I'm going to take this shot. And then meanwhile, they're over here like gasping for air, suffering from myocarditis and potentially suffering from Bell's palsy. And you can't see because they have a mask on. You, you can't tell that this person's over here suffering from some debilitating neurodegenerative disease because, well, they're doing their part. <laughs> it's just like, good God. Come on now, people. Come on now. Practice some discernment. Use your brain for more than a thinking cap. Because look at this right here. Another one from Truth Unmuted. CDC study finds that COVID-19 vaccination increases the risk of suffering myocarditis 13,000 percent, not 1300, 13,200 percent. You take that shot, you're going to you're going to get myocarditis. This is why when we covered uh, uh, DJ Harrington, I think the gentleman's name was in North Carolina, the guy with like three kids, how he had a failing heart and said, I cannot take this shot. It will kill me because it would have killed him. These shots are killing people. And some folks have been set on an irreversible vaccine-induced death clock. That's the other shoe to drop. So it's, it's, it's good that some of this stuff's coming out. That's great. That's great. Let's save lives. That's what this is about. But the other shoe to drop is you don't have much time because the life expectancy of people suffering from myocarditis is five years. That's not good. That's not good. What are we going to be doing? Because it's already happening. People are dying. Record numbers. Life insurance companies know it, right? Actuaries know it. Businesses know it. Oil industry knows it. What is what's, what the military knows it, except they called it a glitch. So what is that going to look like in the future? What do we, what, what's that going to look like when however many people took this shot are sick and debilitated? Let me read this so I can slow down a little bit. This comes from, again, the Truth Unmuted. They put this up February 23rd. It says that a recent study published on January 25th, 2022 on the JAMA network has shown the risk of myocarditis following mRNA COVID vaccinations is around 133 times greater than the background risk in the population. The study concluded by researchers from the CDC, as well as from several universities and hospitals, examined the effects of vaccination with products manufactured by Pfizer and Moderna. The study's authors used data obtained by the CDC's VAERS reporting system, which were cross-checked to ensure they compiled with 
they complied with the CDC's definition of myocarditis. They also noted that given the passive nature of the VAERS system, the number of reported incidences is likely to be an underestimate of the extent of the phenomenon. Yeah, they call it the UF factor, uh, the underreporting factor. It's like for every one report that's there, if the if the underreporting factor is like 40, one case represents 40 cases. So for every one case that's reported, there's technically 40 others that are there. It's just underreported. It says that uh, 620, uh, 1,626 cases of myocarditis were studied, and the results show that the Pfizer-BioNTech product was most associated with higher risk with 105.9 cases per million doses after the second vaccine shot in the in the 16 to 17 age group for males and 70.7 cases per million doses after the second shot in the 12 to 5 age group of males. The 18 to 24 male age group also saw significantly higher rates of myocarditis from both Pfizer's and Moderna's products, uh, 52.4 and 56.3 cases per million, respectively. Just insane. And this is dehumanizing. This is dehumanizing. And so again, Think about what's going on in the background, guys, as I'm recording with you right now. Putin is over there just demolishing uh, Ukraine for peacekeeping operations. Our our listen, our military will not be able to 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 literally keep up. I have seen I have seen uh, some of these teenagers on TikTok with a resting heart rate of 122, unable to catch their breath. And again, when the military is 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 covering up some of our uh, soldiers' actual symptoms and saying, "Oh, you don't, you're not suffering from an anxiety attack or a heart attack or anything. You just have anxiety now." How many people, if 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 we're if war were to break out, how many of our soldiers would die from the thought of it because of what this shot has done to them? And I'm being dead serious. This is stuff that we need to think about because there are consequences to these actions, to to, to mass amounts of the population taking these shots in every sector of society. This is not a joke. And it should alarm you because it shows that not only is our defense weakened and crippled, debilitated, but society as a whole has been weakened and debilitated. Truly incredible the days we are in. Let me play for you guys this next clip right here. Uh, France deactivates 4 million vaccine passports, forcing the double jab citizens to decide between taking the booster or being shunned from society. And so they basically updated the vaccine protocol. They said, hey, you're no longer, your, your vaccine double boost status doesn't work anymore. You're one of the dirty non-vaxxed, the unvaxxed. And so people are being given an ultimatum. Do I go get boosted for a third time? Or do I, do I join the dirty unvaxxed? And so even though this information's coming out that the vaccines are hurting people, that they contain nanoparticulate material, graphene oxide, aluminum carbon. Even though all this stuff is coming out, neurodegenerative diseases, the vaccine program is still rolling out. And there's there's so much information out there to, again, show that this is an ongoing experiment 
some states, some countries got more deadlier versions of the batches. Uh, some some countries didn't take the batch. Like Japan, they didn't take, I think, the Moderna shots because they found nanoparticulate material. And so what we're seeing, and this is why this is a global technocratic scientific dictatorship takeover, we're seeing different parts of the world as we're all experiencing the same tyranny uh, just farther along down the line. It's like if we went into an art gallery and we all sort of looking at the same painting, we would all get different interpretations of the very same painting. This is just different interpretations of the same tyranny. Uh, but let's play this and then we'll pick it back up on the other side. Caught out by a change in rules, this 18-year-old student headed straight to a vaccination center on Tuesday. She woke up to an expired vaccine pass after not getting a booster shot in time. There are too many rules coming out. First, it was after six months that we could get a booster. So I told myself, okay, I have time. Then it was shortened to three months. It was a mess. The maximum time frame between two doses is now reduced to four months instead of seven. Authorities say there'll be a seven-day grace period for those who haven't had a third shot. There are some people, though, who still believe a third jab is one too many. It's sad, but that's how it is. I don't have the right to do anything anymore, so I'm not even trying. I hope the pass is suspended soon. Caught out by a change in rules. Jeez. Jeez. Yeah, that's that's what this is all designed to do. It's all designed to be like a ping pong ball. And one minute it makes sense, one minute it doesn't make sense. Jump through this hoop and, whoa, you're at the end of a brick wall. Whoa, how'd that happen? You know? All, all, all rats in the same experiment, and they're all just watching how we respond. Dangerous uh, media pushing quote HIV variant narrative as cover story for vaccine induced immune system collapses. See, it's not a, it's, it's, it's not that the vaccine gave you VADs. <laughs> no, there's a new variant out there. But the crazy thing is, though, is there actually are insertions within the actual vir virus that uh, have HIV properties to them. And so whether or not it's it's this Ebola-like hemorrhagic fever virus, this Marburg or this HIV var variant strain, I think you guys get the point. They're definitely pushing for another pandemic. This comes from Mike Adams of Natural News, but it, but it was reposted by SHTF Plan on February 2nd or 22nd. It says that uh, New York Mayor Eric Adams has fired nearly 1,500 employees. He refused to take the, quote, clot shot COVID vaccine injection, claiming his intention was to, quote, vaccinate, not terminate. But thanks to the sky-high death rates emerging up among the vaccinated, we now know the vaccination is termination. And we know that it won't be long before New York City is begging those 1,500 people to come back to work because they need because they'll need to replace all the vaccinated workers who died. The various system, run by HHS, is now reporting over 23,000 deaths following the COVID-19 vaccinations. When multiplied by the well-documented underreporting factor, the URF of 41, this means that nearly two, the nearly 1 million Americans killed by the COVID vaccines so far. There's that underreporting factor that I was talking about earlier. So if 40 people and we're not going to get into the to the myocarditis numbers, but you get the picture. 23 thousand times 40 
will equal nearly 1 million Americans killed by the COVID vaccines so far. Uh, around August slash September of last year, I publicly predicted that we would see 1 million dead Americans by the end of March of 2022. It seems we have already reached nearly that horrifying number before the end of February. Get ready for the vaccine-induced AIDS to be exposed globally. As bad as the 1 million deaths already are, that number is going to explode over the next several years as vaccine-induced, quote, AIDS explodes, as Ethan Huff wrote on February 16th of 2022. It says that evidence continues to mount showing that the Wuhan coronavirus vaccines are causing recipients everywhere to develop AIDS. COVID-19 vaccine-induced acquired immune deficiency syndrome, or VAIDS, appears to be one of the most serious long-term adverse effects caused by the injections. In essence, the shots are destroying people's immune system over time, leaving them prone to all kinds of infections. The website known as The Exposed UK found that COVID vaccines demonstrate negative effectiveness, meaning they cause illness rather than preventing it. I told you. Uh, using Pfizer's vaccine effectiveness formula, the expose found that real-world effectiveness of the jabs is negative 183% on average. This is absolutely astounding and highly disconcerting. Quote, the lowest COVID-19 vaccine effectiveness was seen in the 40 to 49 age group in England throughout January 2022, recorded at a minus of, wow, negative 209%, with the 50 to 59 age group not that far behind. It says that uh, as COVID vaccines destroy immune function, people experience AIDS with high vulnerability to common infections. The more COVID vaccines people take, and the more time that passes since the injections, the greater the destruction of their natural immune function. Over time, their immune systems approach zero practical functionality, potentially causing them to be diagnosed with AIDS, which simply means an acquired immune deficiency syndrome. It can be acquired from vaccines, it turns out. Goes on to say, with several several billion people around the world having taken these va- these AIDS-inducing vaccines, it means we're looking at a global explosion of AIDS diagnoses. That means people extremely vulnerable to common infections, such as the cold and the flu. The very same vaccine manufacturers who caused this problem are at the ready, rolling out, quote, new AIDS vaccines using mRNA technology, supposedly to, quote, treat those who have suppressed immune systems caused by the vaccine. In effect, this entire process involves destroying the immune system and replacing it with a regular high-profit vaccine injection that are the FDA that are FDA approved for annual use. And this is exactly what we covered just last week. Just last week is what Project Veritas got on record. It's what they admit they're trying to do. This is what I meant by them getting into the 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 um the subscription business where they destroy your immune system and you have to go back to them like junkies every year to have it rebuilt. Doesn't that sound like a hackable human? And that's just what's happening on a biological level. We're not talking about graphene, the graphene oxide and everything else. We're just talking about how this vaccine destroys and depletes your immune system to where you have to go back to the very same people that victimized you in order for you to be somewhat whole again. They hacked you. How wild is that? But it doesn't stop there. Dr. Carrie Madej tells Dr. Steve Holtz, COVID, quote, vaccines make humans part synthetic and part organic. Now, thank the Lord God Almighty there's a video for this because there's no way 
There's no way. There's no way that I would be able to explain this. So what we're going to do is we're going to read this quick article from NOQ Report by Kevin Hughes. They put this up February 22nd. I'm going to riff off of it a little bit. And then we're going to play Dr. Kerry Amade and Dr. Steve Holtz. You're going to hear from doctors explain this to you, not EJ. Okay. Because I, I, I get it. I see it. Last week I had the thought, the revelation. Did they inject us with an antenna? Is that what the graphene oxide is? Is that what the hydrovulgaris is? Is it a way for them to hijack humanity and augment us and, 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 and install inside of us an, an antenna? We're going to be talking about, after this, uh, long-range acoustic devices and 5G wireless exposure and directed energy weapons. Did they install inside of us a receiver so they could really begin to, 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 to lay out this fifth-generation warfare? So things are crazy. There's no other way to describe it. Humanity has been hacked. Let's get into this. It says internal medicine physician, Dr. Carrie Madej told Dr. Steve Holtz that the gene modifying Wuhan coronavirus vaccines contain nanoparticles and graphene oxide that essentially make humans part synthetic and part organic. Madej made the statement during the February 14th episode of the Dr. Holtz report on Brighton TV. Quote, in essence, it's like putting your smartphone inside your body permanently so that forever there's a two-way communication going on. You become part synthetic and part organic. And this is an example of what they call a cyborg. This is the beginning of that, said Madej, who received her medical degree from Kansas University or Kansas City University College of Biosciences in 2001. Quote, and if you look at these world leaders, the World Economic Forum, they claim that by 2030, they expect every almost every human to have this technology inside them and they would be considered cyborgs. And at that moment, they would connect all humans like a cell phone to the cloud, which is the 5G. That, that's why they need a big bandwidth. That's the reason for the 5G, not for anything to be faster. It doesn't have anything to do with that. Madej, who completed her traditional internal internship at the medical center in Columbus, Georgia, said big pharma companies like Moderna and Pfizer are putting, quote, hydrogel inside the COVID injections, and they call it a different name so that the people don't know what they're using. Quote, it's called nanolipid particles. So a nanolipid particle is technically a hydrogel. And that was very created so that you wouldn't know what they were doing. But if people start looking up that word hydrogel and looking at biosensors, there's a company called Profuse. You'll see everything that the hydrogels can do, Madej explained. Hydrogel is the opposite of water. It actually sucks the water out of anything around it. Madej said that it can reproduce on its own or make more of itself aside from disassembling or reassembling itself. Madej also said that hydrogels can be used for drug delivery system as a biosensor, and it can hold nanobots, little tiny microscopic robots that can have a multitude of functions. She added that it could hold graphene oxide and magnetic particles, and it can also be stimulated to form toxins or medicines in the body. Quote, I was told by genetic and nanotech engineers that this is a sign of superconducting material. This is how they would know where the electronic components were in a substance. If you let it out for hours, you could see almost like a self-assembling going on with the synthetic parts, Madej said. Quote, and also sometimes there was a sticky material like a gelatinous material inside. I can say that every time I looked at them, this was not uniform. It was different. It appeared as though the ingredients changed over time. Aside from seeing graphene oxide, Madej also said, uh, Madej 
added, she also saw, saw organism-like structures, which are very analogous to water parasites like the Hydra vulgaris, which she found in more than one vial from different manufacturers. The Georgia-based doctor revealed that, the, that, that after doing the research on Hydra vulgaris, she found that scientists were very interested in the organism because they believe it is immortal. It supposedly contains, it supposedly contains the immortality gene which they are hoping to use and put inside the human genome. Oh, so yeah, that's right up our alley. Let's see if we can get a little bit of this on record. We got the gestalt of it because I want to play for you guys a, a, a another clip where you have one of the prophets of the New World Order basically talking about how humans are hackable and how that's the plan. So let's get a little bit of this on record. We'll get Dr. Carrie Bidet talking about it with Dr. Holtz, uh, and then we'll, we'll we'll move on from there. No doubt, Doc. Like 
know if they, they were doing everything, if they could just get me to work with them instead of against them, or if they thought I would be a good um, influencer, or if there was another reason, I'm not sure. But I thought I was going to a meeting that was just like a chamber conference meeting. Okay, you just go there and meet people and, um, you know, put some business. But when we went to this particular one, we were bus stand, you could not drive, our cell phones were jammed, they didn't work. And once you were there in the building, there was nowhere to go, you had to stay. Um, and I was alone, I didn't know what this was about. So there were people from CNN, people with these big tech companies. Um, I was a small fish there, mostly not medical personnel. Um, there's only one other doctor there, that was Sanjay Gupta, but he was a speaker. It's 24-7 monitoring everything about them, and this would be known as hybrid gel, which is a environment. And once they could get them in people's bodies, they would 24-7 monitor everything about them through their health app of the smartphone. And there was no health app downloaded at the time, but of course now it is. You can um, anyhow, when they were talking about this, they decided in the landfill the parameter they would use to control people to know their behavior was lying. How many times you lie? And they gave the example of one woman lying about her location on the phone to another one. And who doesn't kind of lie about that? Oh, I'm running late. I'm on the freeway. Even you're not on the freeway, you're still in the shower or whatever. You're just trying to give a little white lie. They gave the example in this meeting that a white lie was still a bad thing to do. So when the woman lied about her location, they gave the example of how the program would know she was lying. They knew she was lying because her blood alcohol content was elevated, GPS, she was really at the bar, um, she was sedentary, her respiratory rate, also her voice inflection would show that she was lying. Once all the lies were added up, and then after um, that period that she had too many lies, according to the supercomputer, then she was a bad human. And bad humans get a bad social credit system score. So they were already talking about having a Chinese social credit system enacted in Atlanta. And then she couldn't get a good home, not good food, not good clothing, blah, blah, blah. And then they were talking about this meeting, who would monetize off this? There wasn't uh, really that be part of this movement that there would be some of us that were about toxicity. I mean, just trying to change the human body. And uh, they did tell me that there were people who would not be part of this movement, that there would be some of us that were about toxicity. I mean, this is unbelievable talk. This is legitimate. This is These are Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So what's crazy is I think we were recording over here on StreamYard that whole time, but it hadn't recorded any of Dr. Carrie Mad Dr. Wow. We were recording that on Telegram, but we, were, we weren't recording that on StreamYard. What's Odyssey. happening? So everything that Dr. Carrie Midday said uh, was, wasn't was captured. I'm just going to back it up here for a bit because we have to move forward with the show. I'll put the link for this in, in, in the description bar below. There's no way that we can let this cover 
we have to move on with the show. I'm going to play a little bit of this. But basically, she's talking about all the way back to 2014, these people had a plan to hijack the human body, the transhumanist revolution, as they call it. And they also have provisions for some people that didn't go along with the transhumanist revelation, the transhumanist revolution and how they would live outside the city. This is something that was in the works all the way back in 2014. So I'm sorry that that didn't catch all the way on, 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 on StreamYard and Odyssey, uh, but we're going to back it up. Like I said, I'll put the link for this in the description bar below because everything she's saying is, is, is on fire. Uh, she was talking about the hydrogel, how it's inserted in people and how it's basically used as a biosensor to detect whether or not you're lying and how if, you know, the supercomputer determined after a certain number of lies when you were a bad human, that you were basically marked for extermination. So we're going to back it up a little bit. We're going to play it, and then we're going to progress with the show. Again, my apologies, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but here is Dr. Carrie Madej on the Steve on the Dr. Steve Holtz show. Immediately at the table I was sitting at, and um, they one of the people did say, "Yes, this sounds bad, but soon you'll see what's happening. You can't stop." and you're going to want to be on our side. You'll see, you'll want to be on our side. Um, and then I said, there's just no way. I would never, ever, ever do this. And I would never stop being a human because this means we're trying to change the human body. And uh, they did tell me that there, was, there were provisions for people who would not be part of this movement, that there would be some of us that would live outside the cities. I mean, this was unbelievable talk. These were this is back in 2014. The end of 2014. These were business owners. Yes, talking about this. Okay, so let's fast forward now. Um, we've, we've heard, and this is back in 2014, I know that Ray Warzeal, uh, who is the chief engineer for Google, had said in a meeting, and maybe it was 2015, that by 2040, all the humans would be connected to the internet of things. We'd be connected to the internet and we no longer would be biologically thinking. All our thinking would be non-biological. In other words, something else was gonna do our thinking for us. And, I, and I, you have to presume he meant the internet or the supercomputer was gonna do our thinking for us and control our behavior. Like they were gonna turn us into cyborgs. And uh, so, so let's fast forward to where we are now. We've taken, they're coming out and they want everybody to take this injection, which by the way, folks, just to let you know, this COVID is a pandemic. This has been planned for decades by Fauci, by Bill Gates, by uh, Klaus Schwab, the whole bunch of them. They're a bunch of global predators that want to rule the world, have a one, one world government, and they want everybody else to be subservient and to be transhumans. They want us to be connected to the internet so they can control our behavior. And they really want to eliminate literally billions of people from the earth because we're ruining the planet. I mean, God created it for us, by the way. God's the creator. He created heaven and earth. He created uh, men and women in his image and likeness. And so, but the, but the transhumanists, which these people are, they don't like that at all. They want to be God. They want to set up a supercomputer that's going to control everybody's behavior just as just as God does, and uh, God knows what's going on. They want the computer to know what's going on. They're going to create their own God in their image and likeness. That's what they're doing. And so um, 
How do they get that to happen? Well, in some way or another, they have got to inject a substance into our bodies that would connect us to the Internet. Oh, man. And so they have to do that. So, you know, I'm definitely going to be watching this later. I'm going to put the link for it in our description bar below because there's a lot of gems being dropped here. Definitely stuff we need to pay attention to given given uh, everything that's going down. But it's so true. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to re I'm, I'm going to watch that because there's a lot of information there. And really, Brighteon is killing it whenever it comes to alternative shows and becoming like a, a alternative platform. Brighteon, Bitchute, and Rumble. You know, those are the classic YouTubes now because YouTube has fallen. But yes, uh, that is Dr. Karen Madej on the Steve Holtz show saying that the COVID vaccines are making people part synthetic and part organic. And that is the plan. That is the transhumanist revolution. And that is what these people are doing. Uh, this next clip I'm going to be playing for you guys is of a professor at the Hebrew University, Professor Yuval Harari, saying that humans are hackable. And saying that's what we want now. We want humans that are hackable because, again, when you become less human, you become a part of a chattel, you become a goyim, you become a sheep. They're able to manipulate you, and that's exactly what these people are doing. They want to remove your god status, your little G god status, and they want to make you an animal. But uh, let's continue on with the show because this is <laughs> this is is what's going down. This is this is the plan. This is the new world order. This is what I mean by saying uh, there shall be no humans in the technocracy, only transhumans. And this is the forced evolution. So if you dodge the shot, you don't have the graphene oxide in you, count yourself lucky because they or, 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 however you just you fight however you define luck, clearly they have a plan for us that didn't take the shot. You see how they're treating the truckers, but I digress and I'm ranting. Let me play for you guys real quick this clip of Dr. Professor Yuval Harari uh, describing how humans have essentially become hackable animals. This is how they see us. Not as not as not as peers, right? But as animals. Let's listen. Let's listen. Come on. Thank you. 
Yeah, I will. I'll do my best. You know, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> don't know how I'll do, but I will. But there you have Professor Yuval Harari saying that humans are hackable now. Things like free will, spirit, you know, a soul or whatever. That's a part of the old world order. They're trying to do away with that. The new world order is a scientific dictatorship. It is the technocracy. It is, it is this transhumanist revolution where they try to take over your body. Again, this is why I said a couple months ago, people that have taken that shot, you're patented. You've lost a level of rights, but that's okay. We've, we're all losing rights, and that's what they're trying to show you. You see, in the future, the same way that we're having a hard time trying to talk about the LGBTQ mafia, the transgender takeover, but the same way we're having this issue now is the same way that when the cyborgs you know, and the androids and the synth and the synthoids, the synthetics, when they show up on the scene, we're not going to know what to do because you're going to be dealing with not a whole new form of life or maybe a whole new form of life. I'm not sure, but quickly we, that's running up against us. That's why I'm telling you, I, my daughter, we are the last few natural born humans. My daughter will grow up with children that have brain chips in their heads or that have been uh, genetically modified. Make no mistake, because humanity has been hacked. And we're in the beginning stages of that. There shall be no humans in the technocracy, only transhumans. And that's where we're at right now. Klaus Schwab calls it that. This is the transhumanist revolution. C uh, Pfizer CEO Albert Borla talks about that, how you have a sickness and how you're broken. But if you take our shots, we'll be able to help you. That's what these people are doing. I think it's crazy if you ask me again how fast all of this stuff is rolling out and the far-reaching implications it means. That's what the Internet of Things is. That's what the Internet of Bodies is. That's why I have to ask the question, did they inject us with an antenna? This is truly crazy. And more information is going to come out about the graphene oxide. This is, again, why you see the neurodegenerative diseases up. Because it's a forced evolution. It's not a natural evolution. Lives will be sacrificed as we make this transition. We are not supposed to be merged with technology. Otherwise, we would be that form of humans or we'd be farther down our so-called forced evolutionary path. This is unnatural. Therefore, there will be casualties. And that's where we're at right now. And so make no mistake, humanity has been hacked. God only knows where they want to take us. Moving forward, I talked about this with exclusive members. Bombshell study confirms a link between 5G wireless exposure and COVID disease. Think about this, team. The same way we were talking about hydrogel and nanolipid particles being able to stimulate parts of the body uh, to either induce disease 
or regeneration, if people were injected with an antenna and they turned the 5G signals on, they could simulate a sickness. They could activate stuff inside your body that would make it seem like you have respiratory issues, blurred vision, headaches, whatever else other symptoms there are. Because again, and you've heard this, people say, oh, COVID doesn't exist. It's not real. And that that debate is still left to be heard. But I just talked to you about how there's uh, portions of this virus that have HIV in it, portions of this virus that has Moderna uh, uh, serial numbers in it, portions of this virus. It's a man-made virus. No doubt it's real. But that's why it's a binary weapon. What did they inject you with? Can they simulate sickness? All these things and more are what we need to talk about. You know, I kind of, I want to go, I want to get into this article, but at the same time, I don't, you know, it's just what we already kind of think of. So we talked about on the show while they locked us down, they put the 5G towers up. It's kind of along that same thought process, simulating sickness, because again, moving forward with the show, we look at things like this, police confirm use of controversial LRAD device at Canberra protest. The device has been the subject of wild claims, but what actually is it and how was it used in Canberra? Just last week, I was talking about how in the land down under at uh, at the Canberra convoy, you had police use long range acoustic devices. I called them long range uh, active denial systems. They're long range acoustic devices. They emit a frequency that deters people. It makes them either run away or again, have that blurred vision or that nausea. Uh, some of the photos and things that were coming out of Australia where people literally having like their skin burned, then that can happen again, if you turn it up to the right frequencies. And so by my thought process and putting this in here, right after we get done talking about humanity being hacked, did they inject humanity with an antenna is you have to realize that these are silent weapons for quiet wars what they call non-lethal weaponry, right? Directed energy weapons. We're in the future, team. Let's 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 wake up about this. These aren't your grandparents Democrats. These aren't your grandparents Republicans. This is a worldwide globalist corporate takeover, right? Re- fueled by satanic scientists, man. So hell yes, they have uh, uh, long-range acoustic devices that when targeted on people can disorient them and cause sickness. No investigation needed. It's a real thing. The military uses it. They've been using it in in, in in the Middle East. But now you see you're the terrorist that it needs to be used on. Let me read this quick article from Rebel News. They put this up February 18th. It says that what started out at the beginning of the week as the stuff of conspiracy theories was eventually confirmed by police. Australian Capital Territory Policing admitted that they used, that they did use a long-range acoustic device known as an LRAD during the Canberra Convoy Freedom Rallies outside Parliament House. A number of wild theories have emerged online about how the LRAD device was used in in Canberra in claims of injury, but the actual effects are well documented. Reports are still coming in on various injuries at the protest, most relating to what looked like sunburn and heat stroke. There are also clearly allergic reactions from what speculate might be contact with chemicals. The LRAD device has two modes. One setting turns it into a crowd control tool, also referred to as a sound cannon, acoustic hailing devices, or a sonic weapon. And the other mode, which is used at 
what was used at the Canberra convoy protest makes the LRAD a loudspeaker or an amplification device to relay messages to the crowd. A spokesman or a spokesperson for, for police released a statement to the Epoch Times confirming that, quote, ACT policing has deployed several types of loudspeaker and amplification devices to quickly and effectively convey messages to large and often loud crowds of people during the recent protest activity in Canberra. However, this confirmation came only after one nation senator, Malcolm Roberts, and liberal senator Alex Antic brought up the issue in Senate estimates on February 14th. So there you have it. Police have confirmed the use of LRAD devices at the convoy, at the Canberra convoy protest. And again, just a, just a headline, uh, Australian police underway or under investigation for using sonic weaponry against protesters. Sonic weaponry. Yeah. See, f- firing a bullet that caused there's, you know, there's manufacturing costs. You've got to get the, you've got to get the grain. You've got to get the casing. You got to get the gun. Right. Then you have to do all this paperwork. If you actually fire the gun, that takes too much time. If you could just turn on a quick non-lethal weapon directed at somebody, there's no paperwork for that. You know, you just point it in the general direction and they disperse. Crazy, right? Uh, This is not LRAD technology, or it might be. Havana syndrome may be caused by directed energy psychotronic weapons. An article from the Skywatch editing team. A article from the Skywatch editing team where they talk about uh, directed energy weapons. And again, all of this stuff has to be mentioned because they have hacked humanity. They have remote mind control. They have long-range acoustic devices. They have ELF towers. They have wind towers. They have delta wave emitters. Delta wave emitters. They have psychotronic weaponry. They have all this stuff. And with humanity not operating at its full capacity, it makes us that much weaker. You know, they have the technology to measure your aura, to see the color of it. They have the they have the technology to see in between the realms too. We've talked about it in previous episodes. They have all this technology, but the technology they're using on us now is not technology; it's weapons. Everything I just listed to you there: delta wave emitters, psychotronic weapons, directed energy weapons, LRADs. All these things are weapons. You don't think that we have the technology to 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 have anti-gravitic flight? You don't you don't think we have the technology to beam information directly into your brain? They haven't figured out how to weaponize it yet. That's the sad part. That is the sad part. And with humanity being hacked and being at our most vulnerable ever, what are they putting inside us? I've got to move on. And find for you guys this crazy clip that came out this week. 60 Minutes did a report on <laughs> on the Havana Syndrome, which I find is crazy in and of itself. You know, the, the, you, you've got mainstream publications talking about, again, silent weapons for quiet wars, directed energy weapons, the fact that they're able to remotely influence your behavior using acoustic technology, using psychotronic warfare. And again, the public just has no understanding. How wild is that? You got all this stuff going down left and right, but people can't comprehend it. 
Let me play this quick clip, and then we'll wrap up this segment. Here is this uh, this this the sixty minutes report on the mysterious sound associated with the Havana syndrome. Don't worry, you won't catch it. Interesting. Come on. Okay. Okay. So there, you, you guys kind of get the picture of it. Uh, long-range acoustic devices, a high-pitched ringing that you would hear that would disorient you, that would knock you off your kilter, that would just make you feel kind of sick and weird. This is going to disrupt your 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 productivity. You know, the first time we started hearing about what they call the Havana Syndrome, which is where it catches its name, is in uh, Havana, Cuba. U.S. Uh, U.S. Embassy employees reported hearing and feeling the symptoms that I had just talked to you guys about, the disorientation, the nausea, the headaches, the blurred vision. Uh, and they said it would happen just like that in random oscillations. One minute they would be fine, and the next, not the case. And they still have not been able to pinpoint uh, what's actually going on. So again, this is non-lethal warfare. This is technology that's being rolled out to the public. It's very real. It's not a joke. And I think that, to be honest, with more people uh taking the shots, I think that that's one of the reasons why this type of information is coming out. You're going to have more people suffering from both Wi-Fi sickness and Havana syndrome. uh, Because again, were they injected with an antenna? Have they been hacked? Do they know what's going on in their body? I'm trying to figure out. Because you got to think about this. If the Havana syndromes are already being reported, they're talking about how mass formation psychosis isn't real. You've got to ask the question as to what's happening to humanity and who is really at the helm. Who is really at the helm? Whom is behind this wheel in this this, this crazy train called reality that we're in? But here's what's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about trucking the tide. What's going on in the Great White North? What's going on in Canada? And uh, how fast everything is unfolding. And again, how that's beginning to replicate around the entire world. We're talking about trucking the tide on the other side. 
you know, again, it's just, it's so crazy how fast everything is moving, isn't it? And, and, and maybe that's why they're moving with such a fervor is because they know they have a very narrow window uh, to operate. 2030 is their goal. A lot of people are waking up. Uh, and again, that's, that's, that's why things are moving so fast. It's just crazy. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. Salutations, my friends. I'm here to talk to you about, that's right, CBD oil. CBD oil can reduce the risk of relapse among alcohol and cocaine addicts, and you know they're trying to flood us with both. According to a 2013 study published in the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology, CBD was proven to have these benefits, relieving pain and inflammation, having antipsychotic effects, reducing anxiety, helping to fight cancer, relieving nausea, treating seizures, lowering incidences of diabetes, and also promoting cardiovascular health. Realize that in 2014, Purdue Pharma received FDA approval for an opioid drug that claimed to help curb the opioid addiction. This will actually help you curb your usage of opioids as well as your reliance upon them. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. The young generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, half of this government, are actually young noble leaders of the world. We penetrate the cabinets. The change is not just happening. The change can be shaped by us. We have to prepare for a more angry world. How to prepare? Take the necessary action to create a fairer world. I see the need for a great reset. So people assume we are just going back to the good old world which we had and everything will be normal again. This is, uh, let's say, fiction. It will not happen. There is only one way this pandemic is going to go. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. The next crisis is already waiting for us around the corner. And it is the climate crisis. Hunted down and defeated. 
And the question is, how are we going to really almost deprogram these people who have signed up for the cult of Trump? Because they've been brainwashed. We really need camps for adults that you all run. I mean, really. All of America needs the programming. My resolve has never been stronger. Now, a rise of political extremism, white supremacy, domestic terrorism that we must confront and we will defeat. So thank you again for giving me this honor. Uh, it will be a day I will not forget. In order to ensure the security and continuing stability, the Republic will be reorganized into the first galactic empire for a safe and secure society. In our efforts since 1990, we could contribute to the integration of Lithuania into the European yeah. family and also through many activities into the global affairs. So this is how liberty dies, with thunderous applause. Yeah. Yeah, that's how liberty dies. With thunderous applause. Put your mask on. Take your shot. What are you, a Trump supporter, you stupid bigot? You need to be thrown inside of a concentration camp. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And this is Trucking the Tide. I won't lie to you. This whole segment is basically a series of clips of some of the crazy, shocking, and heart racing information that's coming out from Canada right now. We are all the truckers right now. We really, truly are. Uh, but before we go ahead and get started with this segment, got to do the plug. Otherwise, we won't be here. If you guys want to keep us on the air, go to coffee.com forward slash noise era. That's the best way to support us. Get yourself a subscription tier, buy us some red pills. Let us keep going down this rabbit hole, see what other things we find. You're also welcome to get yourself one of those New Leaf Naturals uh, CBD oils. Maybe next show I'll sit up over here and I'll show you the wide variety that is available to you now because it's not just the standard one. They have CBC, CBG, CBN, and these are all different spectrums within CBD oil. It's pretty cool. Uh, I would highly recommend you guys to check it out. If not, I'll make you check it out with the next show. Storable goods from My Patriot Supply is another thing that I would recommend. We're going to be talking about clearly the trucker convoys that are taking place around the entire world right now. And it's going to replicate in more ways than one. For the better part of last year, we talked nothing about the supply chain, nothing but nothing except for the supply chain disruption. And now we literally see it happening in lifetime, except this this day and age, we're actually encouraging it. Storable goods is what you guys are going to want. I'll be sure to put that link in the description bar below. My Patriot Supply, that is, that's my guy. Uh, you know, I got to say this, man. I got to say this right off the bat. 
they are going to blame the collapse of civilization on the truckers. And the same way that I've been saying, hey, you know, I support the trucker convoy, but that's also going to be used as a double-edged sword to bring in the Great Reset. Like, I see it. I've got to, I've got to call it for what it is because I see it. Right? And the same way that we have political prisoners locked up in jail because of January 6th here in America is, is, is the same way that they're trying to figure out how to evolve that very same tyranny in Canada. As I said before, earlier in the show, we're all watching the same painting, just different interpretations of the same tyranny. And so just it's this, this, this stuff, this stuff should excite you because we truly are on the front lines of some incredible things. You know, I, I said this and then we'll start getting into the clips. I'll say this and I'll start getting into the clips. Like we, we like this is it. Like I, I was going to launch into a whole divest away from mainstream society. Like, like in, in, in my head, I guess I'm looking at, I'm looking at these, like the, the best thing to do would be those truckers to drive the trucks there, park their stuff, renounce their citizenship, pool their money. And then just to begin formulating like a government. That's, that's what I would like to see, like in my heart of hearts, but they're, they're coming up with a list of demands. That's good. Some of the some of the some of the vaccine mandates and mask mandates are being revoked. The vaccine passports being thrown out. That's good. But I would take it a step further, and I would say, hey, we're going to begin not paying our taxes. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. We're going to pull away our financial supporting of this system until we start seeing some of our rights get back. The honking will continue when freedom improves, and now you have them literally criminalizing honking saying honk honk is an anachronism or anachronism for a uh, hail Hitler. And so, you know, what, what this is, is them just upping the ante and they're going to do that every single time. You can't offer these type of people quarter because every inch you give them is the mile they're going to take. And so the only way I can figure to take the pressure to them is to evolve your form of resistance. And so it's good that you've, that you've shut down their system. Now you need to, remove yourself from it and make it that much more difficult uh, for it to operate because you know what will fill those, you know what will fill the void when the truckers get evicted or get their license terminated or get fired or whatever, you're going to have globalist leftist shills that take that place and it's not going to be anything pretty at all, but I'm, I'm, I'm digressing. I'm ranting. I'm pontificating. Let's go ahead and start getting into some of the crazier things that took place this week regarding the trucker convoy and more truly incredible. Let's go ahead and start this tyranny. Uh, Ottawa police chief warns citizens against participating in quote, unlawful activities of engaging in demonstrations. So now the police is outright telling people, the citizens of Ottawa, you better be obedient. You better not have grievances with your government. What you're doing is unlawful. If you do this, I will arrest you. Let's listen. And obviously, I don't know when you guys are going to go in or whatever, but uh, there's still lots of people just walking on Wellington Street and all that that are supporting. So what, and they're probably going to continue. What are you saying to these people if they don't want to leave either? 
So our, our, our message has been pretty consistent around that. And more importantly, the message from our community and our residents has been pretty consistent around that. Do not come to our downtown core. We are tired of what's occurring there. We're sick of what's happening in our streets. So leave our area. We will continue with that message this weekend, but you're seeing an increased enforcement presence and we won't be allowing people to come down for the unlawful activity of engaging in demonstrations. Thank you. And obviously, I don't know when you guys are going to go in or whatever, but we have a, still uh, lots of people just walking. We have another clip that, we, that we'll be playing for you guys uh, later on in the show where police officers literally run up to somebody that's filming. And they're like, hey, you're in a red zone. You're in a red zone. You, if you don't leave now, you're going to get arrested. Think about that. Again, we, 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 we read articles about it a couple days ago. How, you know, <laughs> how, how they were planning no-go zones. But sure enough, they're doing it. Uh, police have made mass arrests. They beat protesters as the crackdowns continue. Let me show you this quick clip of the lady that we mentioned earlier in the show, Tamara Lich, as she's literally arrested in what could be considered one of these no-go zones. Uh, and again, this just shows you that when they take that extra step, when they declare that emergency, when they say it's unlawful, when they use these terminologies and these labels, that's them saying, you have lost your rights as a citizen. We're going to treat you like a terrorist. We're going to treat you like an extremist. We're going to treat you like a criminal. And so... They're making these targeted arrests. Uh, here is the Freedom Convoy organizer, Tamara Lich, arrested in Ottawa. And just like that. So there you have it. They're, they're literally arresting her for organizing the protest. And, you know, one of the reasons why they do this, why they do this is so that they can arrest the leadership. They arrest the leadership so the protest goes astray. They arrest the leadership, install agents of their own, agents provocateurs. They radicalize and destabilize the organization. And I'm sure, you know, they probably have something set up so there is a continuity of leadership that takes place. Uh, but it's just very dangerous, this slippery slope. For audio listeners, you guys can't see it, but I am currently playing a video clip of another Freedom, Org Freedom Convoy protest organizer, Chris Barber, also being arrested in a targeted fashion. And so you're seeing just police come up, warrantlessly arrest these people and detain them. And that's what they said they did, what, what they would do. They're conducting mass arrests and trying to demoralize the people. But see, one of the things I've, I've, I've I noticed and I didn't get around to finding the clip or at least like reposting it on our own feed, uh, apparently some of these people are arrested at these protests thrown inside of these cars, driven down the street and let right out because the police don't support them. They don't support being a part of these unlawful orders. They don't want to be jackboots of the state. And so some arrests that do take place, they're false arrests and they're not going to stick. So that's, that, that's a weird kind of caveat or silver, silver, silver lining that is taking place. 
uh, because there have been reports that have come out of police officers turning in their badges to their fellow police officers and saying, I can't do this. So there are still some good cops out there that are having to literally see unlawful things take place in order for them to get their head straight. But it shouldn't take the arresting of peaceful citizens, of protesters to do that. Again, nobody's arresting Antifa. Nobody's arresting Patrice Cullors. Nobody's arresting Hawk Newsom. Nobody's arresting Black Lives Matter. But they're arresting people like Chris Barber. They're arresting people like Tamara Litch. They're arresting the people who are of the people. Truly, truly a disgrace. But you see, that's that's it. It doesn't stop there. I have to play for you guys next a video clip of a woman trampled at these protests. And more information came out too. Post the protest, post the trampling of police officers who were who were giddy with excitement. Because you know, police officers, they have access to Telegram, Discord, uh uh, signal is what they is what they typically use is what police officers use. Signal use uh, police officers use signal, and so information got leaked out by some of these police officers who were watching the same thing we are, who are saying, "Hey, can we practice this maneuver as well?" A laughing as a woman literally gets trampled by police. And so the same thing I said earlier: we're all watching the same painting. There's just different interpretations of the tyranny that's going on. While we see this going on, we think this is a travesty. This is a human rights violation. These are jackboots of the state. Look at these authoritarian fascists. You have other people, hardcore extremist police, who who wish they could be out there, who wish they could do this, who wish they could make mass arrests, who wish they could uh, smash on people's faces. Yeah. Serious, man. Think about this. And I'll be I'll be playing a clip here shortly, too, and I'll save a little bit more of the rhetoric for there. But we'll be playing a clip for you guys of United Nations planes landing in Canada. And so sometimes when you see some of these police officers, they're not from here. These aren't your local. These aren't your local uh, neighborhood Dudley do rights. These are from out of towners, out of staters, out of countryers, foreigners who are willing to come in here and beat on Canadians. Beat on women and children. Because they're not loyal to their country. They're just loyal to that country. They're just doing their job. Let me see if I can try to find this real quick clip for you guys. Because again, just astonishing footage, astonishing revelations coming out of Canada right now. Here is here is the lady that was trampled on by police. Let's let's get her statement and then we'll show you the video where she was actually tromp, uh, trampled on. This made worldwide news as it should because here in America, right, when we when we saw this police being deployed on citizens, we saw it down there at the southern borders. Democrats were up in arms. They were like, "Oh my god, 
Look at the border patrol being like slave masters, whipping people, you know, on horseback. People were up in arms. Wow, this hails back to the days of slavery. But when this lady right here gets trampled on, who turns out to be like an actual indigenous member of the tribe, there's 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 crickets. So here she is giving her two cents before she gets trampled on by police. Who you are and why you're here. I'm Candy. I'm doing this for the kids. All kids need to interact with each other, be able to play sports, and their parents be able to come and watch their children play sports. I have been a carnival worker for 35 years, and they said, you get the jab, you get the jab, you can go to work. So I got two vaccines, and that never happened. The colonel did well last year, but on a smaller scale, not a full scale. And you've been so, here for how many days? I have been here for 11 days, standing strong, holding the line. In your car? In my car. In your car. And and we discussed that you are Native and you are um, full. Full Native, yes. Full Native from the Mohawk. Uh, I come from Tandanaga Mohawk Territory. Okay. Well, and what would you like to say to those out there who are saying that uh, you know we are we are racist uh, a racist movement <laughs> I belong to what's it go uh, the small fringe minority yeah. proud member yes proud member people all I feel is love here if you can make your way down to Ottawa Feel the love. That is all I feel here. More power to you. More power to you. So this teacher goes down there because she didn't want to take the shot, tries to make her voice known, joins the rest of everybody else, going to the front lines to try to stand up for her freedoms, your freedoms, everyone else's freedoms. And she is met with a unfortunate set of events. Uh, audio listeners, you guys can't see this, so I'll just describe it to you. She is met with police officers on horseback, mounted police trampling a protester um, as, as they just go through the town. And so again, while you're seeing this, people are saying, wow, I can't believe they just let police trample people. You have some police officers are saying, hey, we need to practice this maneuver in our town. Oh, come on through. What is happening here? Wow, what is this lady doing? Trampling, trampling horses. Struggling, struggling. They just trampled this lady. They just trampled that lady. They just fully trampled that lady. They just fully trampled that lady. And here come the jackboots to cover it up. No, 
Yeah, the lady got fully trampled in a horse. What the fuck is wrong with you? You saw crushed by a horse. Oh, come on through. Come on through. What is happening here? Wow. What is this lady doing? Trampling. Trampling horses. Trampling. Stop it. Stop it. To protect and serve, am I right? To protect and serve. That's hard paying tax dollars at work. Having horseshoes to the face to protect and serve. This is done underneath the the, the, the tyrant Trudeau's watch. This is how he treats his citizens. Again, that's what I'm saying. The footage that is coming out of Canada is incredible. And part of me thinks it's it's done to demoralize people. Part of me thinks it's a it's a it's a threat, because like I've said, boots on the ground. I've heard people say, "Oh, these arrests they're not sticking," but then you know, as we covered earlier in the show, some of these people like Tamara Lich aren't being let out. So it's a very very crazy situation as to what's going on uh, in Ottawa, what's going on with our freedoms, and again, how quickly things can escalate. Again, realize as we're recording. Russia is invading Ukraine. I'm going to start this video over, play for you guys real quick a clip of police officers walking up to somebody holding their phone saying, hey, you are in a red zone right now. If you do not leave, you will be arrested, harassing and threatening to arrest citizens for walking down the streets. This is the authoritarianism that we have always been against, that we that we started this whole operation for, that we saw was coming. And why it's important to stand up now, because if these people get their way, we will never have a free we will never have a freer world. You can see them trying to clamp down on everything. So the same way that we're setting up breakaway civilizations, civilizations is the same way they're setting up red zones, no go zones, things like this. They're escalating. I hope people are paying attention. But let me play this quick clip and then we'll continue on with the show because there's a lot more coming up. Uh, but uh, let's play this and then we'll pick it up on the other side. I just want to get a coffee, okay? Why Can is I the camera in my face right now? Are you here partaking? You walk right up now to you're me. in the red zone? I'm scared. I want to go for a coffee down there. Where, Can I, where can you, I go for a coffee? Still being arrested right do you now? live in this? No, you're not excluded here, from that. Where do you live? Alberta. Time for you to leave. I can't even go down there for well, coffee. Nope. Go grab You're yourself in the red zone right now. If you don't leave right now, you will be arrested. Do you understand me? I can't go for a coffee. Grab yourself. If you see, we'll be patrolling all day. If you see you again, it'll be different. Dude, what leave. Did I tell you, sir? Take your camera and get out of here. Do you understand that? Walk away. Your phone doesn't need to be in our face when you're walking away. Go. Are you gonna walk yes, or are you I, gonna get arrested? I, I was Go walking now. away. Get out of here. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Hope you can go to sleep. Yeah. Jack boots to the state. Did you hear those thugs? To protect and serve, am I right? See, this is why people say defund the police. And I mean, again, we don't know this guy's situation. His wife may have left left him because he's still working as a police officer. His child might hate him because he's still working as a police officer. So he shows up and he takes out his rage on all these protesters. That still doesn't make it right, bun. Bub, you're still on the wrong side of history. But again, think about it. 
Jack boot of the state walking up to citizens, threatening them. They just want to get a coffee. They can't even do that to where they yell at him, yell at them and say, did you hear what I said? And then assault him and grab his phone and say, you need to get out of here. These are jackboots of the, th- of the state, man. These are thugs. These are thugs with badges that are allowed to operate with impunity. And then they wonder why people don't trust police, don't trust the system, and they wonder why people push back. Truly disturbing. That is, that is, that is, that is the police state. That is authoritarianism. That is tyranny in a nutshell. And that should scare anyone that's listening to this show because that is our future in one way, shape, or form. That is our future. And that's why we've got to push back on it now. Moving forward, check this out. Canadian member of Parliament's audio feed was cut when he asked why Klaus Schwab brags about having infiltrated Parliament. You know that clip that we've been playing throughout the entirety of the show? Of, you know, uh, Klaus Schwab bragging about owning Justin Trudeau? Well, a Canadian member of parliament said, hey, hey, why does he get the right to say that he infiltrated our our government? And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, who? Klaus who? Schwab what? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you, your audio cut. So that's, that's that again, that's the dangers of this level of censorship and what the Chinese call elite capture. Like you're literally seeing, again, people selling out their national heritage for a globalist citizen identity. That's what, Judah, that's what Justin Trudeau is doing. Instead of actually listening to the grievances of his constituents and of his citizens, instead he's taking the authoritarian globalist route and going by force. It's no longer by logic. It's no longer by reason, but now it's by force. But here, let's listen to this Canadian member of parliament be censored for asking the truth. So you can't even, even if we were to mount a resistance in government to say, start asking these questions. Who is Klaus Schwab? Who is Bill Gates? Who is David Rockefeller? Who is Jacob Rothschild? Who is doing, who's controlling all this? Our, 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 our institutions are so corrupt and so bought out that we can't even get people within the system to ask the right kind of questions. Let's listen. Thank you, Mr. Speaker, and I listened to my colleague's speech. I had a constituent that wanted me to ask a question about outside interference to our democracy. Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum, and he bragged how his subversive WWEF World Economic Forum has quoted infiltrated governments around the world. He said that his organization had penetrated more than half of Canada's cabinet. And I was wondering, in the interest of transparency, could the member please name which cabinet ministers are on board with the WEF's agenda? My concern is the deputy. Uh, order, order, order. I, I know it was. I know the, uh, the member was in a, a really good, good question there, but the the, the audio is really, really bad, and the video is really, really bad as well. Um, and I and I and I apologize. I don't know if if the member. Okay, uh, let's let's uh, let's try again. The honourable the, the, the honourable member for Timmins James Bay. Mr. Speaker, that member is promoting open disinformation. That's not debate. We have to call out disinformation. Oh, my God. Literally can't even ask who Klaus Schwab is. Yet this guy can brag on his own forums and on his own world stage that he's doing this thing. Think about this. They're literally telling you, hey, 
We have infiltrated your parliaments. We have infiltrated your governments. We have infiltrated your culture. And you are not allowed to ask a question about it. And if you get your sold out politicians to say something, we're going to censor them too. Meanwhile, footage has emerged of the United Nations landing in Canada. So that's what I'm saying. Our governments have been bought out. Our nations have been bought out. They have been sold out. They've been hollowed out. They're puppets, puppets for this globalist corporate takeover. That's what you're seeing. They can't openly come right out and say it, but that's why I say the externalization of the hierarchy, the revelation of the method. That's 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 why I can read about what the Chinese call elite capture, and you already know about it. You like you get the concept and theory. We don't need to read about how our governments have been captured. You've got people like Klaus Schwab going up on national television in history bragging about it. And then because our governments are so captured, our nations aren't even able to say anything about it. That's how crazy things are. That's the new world order. That's that globalist corporate takeover. That's the boot stomping on humanity's face. And so when we see United Nations planes landing at a military base in Canada, make no mistake, that's what this is. It's a takeover. I Listen, how easy do you think it would be, because Peter slowly stepped down, right? Their first police of, first chief of police in Ottawa, he stepped down, this new dude stepped up. How easy would it be to basically outsource your law enforcement? I mean, just the other week, we talked about how there was less than 50 police officers for first watch in Seattle. Who's to say they don't conscript somebody from, say, California or just fly in a bus, fly in a a plane load of other police officers? That's what's happening in Canada because people are quitting in record numbers. The police don't want to police their own citizens, not like this. So they have to have bodies from somewhere. And as I said before, foreigners would love to police another nation because they're they're not attached to it. That's what I'm like. I'm seeing this footage of just planes, and it 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 it's it's just confirmed the white hats. It's confirmed the peacekeeping operations. It's confirmed martial law. It's everything and more. And it's dangerous. And it is dangerous. We have to move forward. I've got to find for you guys a quick clip of the Ottawa police chief saying every single Canadian who supported the truckers will be hunted down and ruined. And again, these are the these are the these are the authoritarians. These are the jackboots of the state that love the little bit of power they were given. The same way the store clerk or the person at the gas station loves to tell you to put your mask on before you communicate with them. This dude legitimately loves a power that he's been vested and granted to come after and treat citizens like criminals. That's what they want. That's what the purge was for. That's what the ideological purge was for, the purity tests. How willing are you to carry things out without a second thought? Let's listen. If the protesters at this point, uh, you know, uh, retreat and go home, uh, are they going to be getting sort of repercussions down the road 
are you going to be sort of actively pursuing the people that you've been sort of documenting and filming who are still out there protesting? What are your plans after this, uh, after the protest is over? So thank you. It's a great question. And the simple answer is yes. If you are involved in this protest, we will actively look to identify you and follow up with financial sanctions and criminal charges. Absolutely. We, this investigation will go on for months to come. It has many, many different streams, both from a federal uh, financial level, from a provincial licensing level, from a criminal code level, from a municipal breach of court order, breach of court injunction level. It will be a complicated and time-consuming um, investigation that will go on for a period of time. You have my commitment that that investigation will continue and we will hold people accountable for taking our streets over. Wow. Yeah, actively coming after, coming after the citizens. Actively basically declaring them terrorists. So again, some of the same similarities that we're seeing here in America with the January 6th protests and how they're treating how they're treating citizens. This gives them all of the authority they need again to treat citizens like terrorists and second-class citizens. Not that they're able to air their grievances with their country with their government, hoping that things could be changed. No, that these people doubled down in their authoritarianism and again, actively come after the citizens. Listen to this. Mayor of Ottawa says he's trying to sell trucks. Uh, what do you? He's, he's, he's trying to sell the trucks of the Freedom Convoy protesters. So the trucks that they confiscated from the truckers, because that is something that is going on right now. They had a hard time trying to find people to tow the trucks, but they are finding people to tow the trucks. And the mayor of Ottawa wants to, Ottawa wants to be even more disrespectful and sell those trucks so that the ownership cannot be reclaimed. How crazy is that? Again, doubling down on their authoritarianism. And that's why these people will not give you any quarter and we can't give them any. But here, let's listen to this weasel in a suit talk about trying to sell uh, these heroes is equipment you make of how far the police have managed to get uh today well they've done a remarkable job uh, both last night and today as you pointed out they've uh, got wellington street cleaned up uh, most of the trucks have been towed away and uh, uh, I now just got word that the St. Johnny McDonald Parkway, most of the trucks are, are removed from that section uh, in the west end of the city as well. So they've made a lot of progress. They've been very measured in the response. It's a really tough assignment for police officers getting yelled at and spat upon, but they have been uh, calm and cool and, and collective. Uh, and they're, we owe a, de a debt of gratitude to all those municipal forces that have come in from across Canada, disrupted our city. You've heard our small business community uh, and this is costing a small fortune for the taxpayers of Ottawa. And that's one of the reasons why, under the Emergency Act, I've asked our solicitor and our city manager, how can we keep the tow trucks and the campers and the vans and everything else that we've confiscated and sell those uh, pieces of equipment uh, to help recoup some of the costs that our taxpayers are absorbing? So that's one of the provisions of the Emergency Act. And we have been a beneficiary of the Emergency Act. As they debated on the Hill, I asked the, the members of Parliament to consider. Uh, it's helped us a lot on things like confiscating vehicles, 
not having to swear in peace officers to the RCMP, uh, and so many other things that have been very helpful over the course of this period, including you can't be under 18 and be in this, this rally. It's just unbelievable. You get copycats and people will think, hey, I'm going down to Parliament Hill and parking there for three or four days and having a big roast and everything else under the sun. Uh, we have to prevent that. We need a short-term plan to blockade Wellington, a longer-term plan on how we protect our residents much better than we have in the last uh, four weeks. Sketchy. And I think, again, what is, so, what, is a, what is a little chilling to me is the lack of compassion and the lack of understanding to this situation that the truckers are bringing up. It's like rather than being understanding as to why they would come there and do that, you have these guys saying, oh, well, we don't really care. You know, if anything, they're the terrorists. They're the aggression. They're, they're the aggressors. And everything we're doing is justified. Like the like the the the, the self-gratifying justification of actively coming after these after coming after these people is what terrifies me the most. Uh, but here is Justin Trudeau in a weird flow of things saying he revokes the emergency act and says that he's going to announce an inquiry into the Freedom Convoy protest. So rather than going full authoritarian, he revoked the Emergencies Act and said that maybe he should actually listen to the truckers. So I don't know what that's about, um, but I did think it was worth mentioning. So let's hear from him and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that on the other side. And today, after careful consideration, we're ready to confirm that the situation is no longer an emergency. Therefore, the federal government will be ending the use of the Emergencies Act. We are confident that existing laws and bylaws are now sufficient to keep people safe. And today, after careful... Interesting. And so is that because they're disappearing people in the middle of the street? Or why do you think that is the case? It's no longer an emergency. Like what? I, I don't know. Is it like a two leaks to slow the spread type of thing? Yet people are still putting on their mask. Is it because he was already able to put that order out? Mass arrests, destabilization. I'm down for civil unrest. And now he wants to save face and look like the good guy. And announcing an inquiry into what they're actually doing, I don't know, but I definitely find it very, very strange. Um, and it, it, it and it's not for, it's not like he's actually listening to his constituents. It's not like he's actually listening to why people are upset. He's simply just making a move. So it's very political. It's very strategic. I think we should keep our eye on it because I don't think the truckers are going to slow down. They're definitely not. They are pun intended in it for the long haul. Let's move on. Check this out right here. New Mexico representative introducing a bill to grant temporary asylum to Canadian Freedom Convoy protesters. It says that New Mexico Republican Representative Yvette Harrell said she's introducing a bill to grant temporary asylum to Canadians protesting in the Freedom Convoy. An article by Bethany Blankley of the of Justin News, not the noise, I put this up February 22nd. That would be very interesting. Because we have a we got a trucking community out here, but it would be very interesting if we just started seeing Canadian transplants, Canadian migrants, and who came here for the freedom protest. I would actually be really down for that. I would be really down to meet some Canadians who were like, "Hey, man, in a week's time, uh, Canada went full tyrant, and I migrated here." Uh, that would be a very very interesting 
situation. And the reason why they're offering them asylum, again, is because of how they're treating Canadians in their own country. Let's read this quick article and then we'll continue on. It says Representative Yvette Harrell said she's introducing a bill to grant temporary asylum to Canadians protesting in the Freedom Convoy, a movement led by truckers and farmers to end the ongoing COVID-related mandates and lockdowns. The protest began after Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau mandated that truckers crossing the U.S. border with Canada be fully vaccinated or quarantined. The convoy quickly received worldwide support, with nearly $10 million in donations initially pouring into crowdfunding platforms intended to support it. But instead of ending the mandates and lockdown policies, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau invoked the Emergencies Act for the first time in Canadian history. Under the Emergencies Act, banks can immediately freeze or suspend bank accounts of protesters without a court order and be protected from civil liability. Trudeau claims the blockades were, quote, illegal and not peaceful protests and have to stop, and instructed riot and mounted police to arrest those blocking the streets of Ottawa, including protesters on foot. Ottawa's police chief announced, quote, if you are involved in this protest, we will actively look to identify you and follow up with financial sanctions and criminal charges. Absolutely. This investigation will go on for months to come. In response, Harrell said, quote, Justin Trudeau's heavy handed crackdown against peaceful protesters in Canada is not the action of a Western democracy, but the authoritarian, but that of an authoritarian regime like Venezuela. Quote, just as we provide political just as we provide asylum for political prisoners, we should do so for truckers who have been subjected to violence, had their property confiscated, and their bank accounts frozen by a government that is quickly becoming the embarrassment of the free world, she said. Harrell said her proposed legislation would temporarily grant asylum to Canadian protesters. Nearly 200 protesters have been arrested in Ottawa since February 18th, according to the police. But Trudeau's methods are, quote, way out of line, Harold told Fox and Friends. Quote, it's heavy-handed. A crackdown on issues like this don't deserve a warrant. Don't deserve or warrant what he's trying to do. They have not invoked something this serious since World War I or World War II. Truly, this is an attack on those who want to peacefully protest and protect, really, at the end of the day, all of our freedoms. U.S. Senator Ted Cruz said he remains, quote, deeply concerned about the abuse, seizing money and employing violence against peaceful protesters. That's what we're seeing in Canada. Republican Attorney Generals Todd Rodica of Indiana, Mark Ronvich of Arizona, and Ken Paxson of Texas all announced efforts to protect Americans who donated to the Canadian protesters after the crowdfunding site GoFundMe initially said it was blocking the fundraising and the donating the $10 million to charities it selected. GoFundMe officials later said it would return the money to donors. The majority of Canadians supporting or involved with the Freedom Convoy, quote, have simply participated in the time-honored tradition of peaceful protests. Rocket has said, and after a hacker broke into the website of Give Some Go, another platform accepting donations for the Freedom Convoy, Rodica said the hackers, quote, primary objectives <clears throat> is to squelch free speech through their harassment and intimidation of the protesters. While the Canadian government may choose to silence Canadians, quote, whose ears will not be silenced from speaking out in the defense of their liberties, whether through direct participation in rallies or through contributing sources, resources to fellow patriots staging the demonstrations. Rocket, Rocket has said. It also goes on to say that Cruz also asked, quote, are there any civil liberties organizations remaining or are they all now on the side of jackbooted thugs? These, <laughs> I think that's a good place to, I think that's a good place to get it. You guys get it. 
other people are seeing how people are treated and they are stepping up. Good news. Uh, New Mexico representative introduces a bill to grant temporary asylum to Canadian freedom convoy protesters. Good stuff. Good stuff. So this is just a quick headline because we have a couple more videos to play for you guys as we close out this segment. But it says DC National Guard is scrambling to secure tow trucks as the Freedom Convoy descends. They put this up February 22nd. It says the Washington DC National Guard is ratcheting up preparations, quote, for forthcoming trucker protests said to begin on Tuesday as a new group of roughly 1,000 truckers dubbed, quote, the People's Convoy make its way to the nation's capital in protest of COVID-19 mandates. Yes. Mandate freedom. Mandate freedom. More of that. And so these last couple of seconds, I'm going to be, last couple of clips I'm going to be playing for you guys is just of uh, updates about the protest, man. Updates about what's going down. So we're seeing progress. Things are moving. Magic is happening. Magic for sure is happening. Let's go ahead and get up those clips. And then we'll move on from there. Uh, DC mayor approves 800 National Guard troops to prep for the Freedom Trucker Convoy. Again, they're just treating them like terrorists. Not listening, but saying, hey, look at this threat within our country. Look at these domestic insurgents. Oh, Turn on the volume. This comes from Fox, so we'll see how they do. Little Fox report on uh, troops being activated for truckers. National Guard will be on the streets of D.C. ahead of those possible trucker convoys. One of which could be here as early as tomorrow. The mayor's office says that the National Guard was authorized to help with traffic control. Fox 5's Lindsay Watts joining us live from Southwest answering your questions. Lindsay. Angie and Jim, there is still so much uncertainty surrounding this. When it comes to how disruptive it will be and the exact timeline, what we do know is there is an increased presence of D.C. police on the streets tonight and even more city trucks blocking roads than we saw over the weekend. And you can see that right here on 395. The largest convoy that we know of is getting ready to leave California tomorrow. And another organizer organizer I spoke to says he's still planning to be here tomorrow. We intend to circle Washington, D.C. Our story with Bob Bolas went national after he told me Sunday he planned to get to D.C. Wednesday night and shut down the Beltway. I'll give you an analogy of that of a giant ball constrictor. Now, he tells us he won't shut down the Beltway, but plans to drive on it. That is, if he gets enough people to join his convoy from Scranton. He says law enforcement contacted him about his plans following. Was, was that too much freedom? Was that too much freedom or was I doing too much? He 
Yep. I think uh, well, a little bit of a freeze there, so we'll back it up, and then we'll try it again. Sorry about that. Join his convoy from Scranton. He says law enforcement contacted him about his plans following our interview. Meanwhile, California. We got 20, 30 trucks here right now. Maureen Steele is an organizer with the People's Convoy that's getting ready to head out Wednesday. She says they're expecting a large number to join them on a 10-day cross-country trip. What is the plan when you get here to the D.C. trip? We're not releasing that until we're closer to D.C. She says only convoy leadership know the plan, but they will. That's right. Keep it decentralized. Don't leak plans. Loose lips sink ships. Don't negotiate. Keep it. Keep it all hidden. That's how I would do it. I wouldn't let. I wouldn't even be talking to the, to the news, man. We'll follow the law and are vetting every truck. And we have security teams that have been hired. We have bomb sniffing dogs. The D.C. region also focused on security. It's beefed up tonight and will be even tighter Wednesday when D.C. police put civil disturbance units on the streets. School districts are warning about impacts and D.C. government employees are being told about disruptions that could last through mid-March. What would you say... is the number one thing that you would want to see come of this convoy? Uh, well, freedom. We asked for specifics, considering COVID mandates are being lifted nationwide. Freedom from... The freedoms that we've been stripped of and liberties we've been stripped of for the last two years, we want our freedoms back. Convoy won't be here until Saturday, March 5th. And according to... Man. Don't you love how uh don't you love how they play coy? Convoy won't be here until Saturday, March 5th. And according to a press release, they are not going to be coming into D.C. proper under an agreement with law enforcement. We have been asking for interviews with officials in D.C. and Maryland. So far, we don't have a lot of specifics on plans, but they're saying they are working with their regional partners. Back to you. She's like, what do you mean by freedoms? Like, why are you protesting again? You want to get your freedoms back? Like, what? Why would you want to do something like that? What are you going to do when you get here? She's like, we're not going to release that information until we're closer because I know how you news people are. You might be trying to play cute right now, but I know you're nothing but a rat, so we're not going to leave any information out there on the table. Kudos to them, and I hope we see even more. Now, I got to be honest. We're going to be playing this final clip for you guys. It's of, uh, <laughs> of, of the Freedom Convoy protester, another one of the organizers, and I just got to be honest. The first time I watched this, I was definitely like, this guy gives off serious plant, deep state, shill-like vibes. Definitely, like, I, I, I know, um, again, I know he's a free, he's, he's a trucker, he's American, stuff like that. But like I said, maybe, maybe, maybe it won't feel like that the second time around. But uh, Brian Braze, one of the convoy organizers, he comes out saying that, uh, hey, we're trying to end all these mandates. And so here he is making like a pres- like making like a message to the president saying, hey, this is why we're coming. This is what we're doing. And it's admirable. But call me paranoid. I think there's something else going on here. But uh, let's play this and then we'll close out the show for you beautiful people. 
And again, he might be nervous. Who knows? This message is for the president of the United States of America. My name is Kyle Sefcik of the Freedom Combo USA 2022. Kyle Sefcik, not Brian Braze. Sorry about that. I'll start that over. Kyle Sefcik. This message is for the president of the United States of America. My name is Kyle Sefcik of the Freedom Combo USA 2022. And our routes meet here in D.C. on March 1st in time for your State of the Union address. We are very organized and our routes are public. I even pulled a permit from the National Mall to be respectful. I just want to be as transparent as possible from the start so there's no confusion. We are coming peacefully and we're going to do this lawfully and constitutionally. I want the rest of the world to know our plans so that there's no twisting and lying about who and what we are. I'm coming to you as a father, a small business owner who's unaffiliated to any parties. We just want government overreach to end. On behalf of Freedom Convoy USA 2022, we are asking you to end the state of emergency, end the mandates once and for all. Sir, the world is watching us because they know that if what's happening in Canada happens to us here in the land of the free, then freedom as we know it is gone. So we are leaving the choice to you. The decision is in your hands. This whole convoy this whole assembly on the National Mall, it doesn't even have to happen if you just end things now and we can get on with our lives. To you other convoys that plan on meeting us here, we look forward to seeing you and joining with you. We're going to do this right. We're going to do this honorably. Mr. President, we have no other motives in this mission. You see, the government, our elected officials of both parties have failed us tremendously these last two years. And now it's time for us, we, the people, to fix this, to end this. We're ready to get back to our lives, the ones promised and guaranteed in the United States Constitution, Bill of Rights, and the contract that you signed and swore an oath to under the one true God. This is simple. End this. Freedom Convoy USA 2022. 2022. Here we are. We are on the precipice of change. That is for sure. Can you feel it? Can you feel it's about to plunge into the new world order? The same way we barreled into 2022? Because it's happening. And there's no slowing it down now. The transformation's occurring. The change is occurring. And there's no going back. We have to go through this. And whatever side we end up on, I wish you the best. However this plays out, I wish you the best. I don't know where this is going to go. God knows where this is going to go. He truly does. And I hope you're getting closer to him. The more this information comes out, the closer to the train tracks we hit. This is where rubber meets the road. This is where it's no longer theory. Like there will come a time where even I'm activated and have to be called away to do this work because I can't sit. I, I won't be able to sit here. There will come a time where you won't hear your boy EJ because I'll be out there doing the work in a different way. I will, you, you will be lucky that I will be able to come over here and download to you all the things that I've been up that I've been up to in the format that you guys are so familiar with. The same way that I'm really over Instagram and all this other stuff, and you see me getting into a niche over here on, on Telegram and migrating even to other platforms. That's how fast everything is moving. That's a microcosm of how fast things are taking place on the macrocosm in the spiritual world, because that's exactly what this is. This is a spiritual war manifesting itself here in this physical realm. And as I've said time and time again, 
there is no spiritual solution or there is no political solution to a spiritual problem. And so we come full circle to what I was talking about with Simi, one of our exclusive members before the show. We are sick. We are not well. And we need to admit this so we can either get that venom out of our system, throw up last night so we feel a little bit better today, or just admit that we have problems because we cannot continue to go this way. We're about to make this plunge and we're going into the new world order. Make no mistake about it. However, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. I know, a very information-packed transmission, jumped all, jump, <laughs> jumping all over the place. And it's it's because, man, like as I'm recording this with you guys, I'm trying to figure out, do I want to start posting uh, wartime news on our feeds? Like we're still trying to figure out what's going on with COVID, what's going on with the vaccines. And now we're talking about war with Russia. Things are crazy. And so, again, I, I, I apologize if things seem a little discombobulated and all over the place. The world is not in an orderly manner. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant, expose lies, and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, and the exclusive members, out.